0: Like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship. We are back, and this is the Salt of the Streets podcast.
1: It is Friday. Ooh, that was (laughs) close. November 2nd, 4.41 p.m. This is episode 38, right? Jesus Christ. Welcome back,
0: everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports built from the ground up. For people like you and me, the everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am indeed Colin. I am Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we got another listener request. Shout out to Isaiah, a.k.a. Third and Brooks, for this one. He wants to know about the uh, migrant caravan and the uh, possible implications Honduras and uh, so we're definitely gonna hit that uh, after that we have some uh oh how do we phrase it in the pre-show called it like the Trump administration and the trans community maybe
1: yeah and they want to redefine gender as a specific whatever we'll go we'll go, we'll go into that, that. Later. yeah the definition they have over
0: yeah gender, and uh, over uh, like and then of course we both got pretty fully stuffed <laughs> grab bags full sacks yeah Full, really full grab sacks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through that one with a straight face. Uh, and of course, probably much, much more, like always. But of course, before we dive into the heavy stuff, just take a second and rate and review the show on whatever you're listening to us on right now, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Podcast. Give us that 30 seconds. Give us a rating. Give us a review. And, and of course, don't forget... If you screenshot that review and send it to us on one of the four... Well, actually, we haven't gotten to the social medias yet. But you'll get $5 off this deliciously beautiful Salt of the Streets shirt. They come in all sizes, not just this one. Absolutely. Yeah, this is just the one that fits on the screen. (laughs) This is
1: just the one.
0: And how to do that? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, at Salt of the Streets. Give us a like on Facebook, at Salt of the Streets. Check out our weekly blog on Saltothestreets.com. And, of course, if you're the type to enjoy a video podcast, which I hope you are and I hope you're watching right now, like the the YouTube channel is Salt of the Streets. Just search us on YouTube. You'll find us there. We drop new videos on Tuesday. Podcast drops on Monday, which, of course, you know because you're listening to this right now. Uh, saltofstreets.com we have everything that we do there links to everything including our weekly blog post that drops on thursdays air and of course because this isn't just two homies sitting here chopping it up about politics and the sick depravity that is the news and all that twisted stuff that we love so much it's a sad time we also want to include you in this conversation so just like isaiah brooks there if you want to hear us talk about something, you want to get in that conversation, let us know. Hit us up on our personal social media. I am at Big Bird Afi on both the Twitter machine and the Instagrams. I am Salt of the Street on
1: Twitter and Alpaca Underscore Donovan on Instagram. Of course, you are. Yeah. You and your alpacas. <clears throat> yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, Movember. Movember. We talked about this in pre-show. but We're talking yeah. about it now again. Uh, Colin and I are both participating in Movember. This is my third year registered with the Movember Foundation working for men's health, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, other types of things that only men can get because men's health, that's what it has to do with. Um, so we're going to grow mustaches this month and we're going to donate some money. You can give us money, not us, but the Movember Foundation in our name. And you can do that by, like I said, I'm going to post these links with the episodes and everything. Um, you can also just go to Movember.com and search for either of our names and you can donate there and everything will be good to go. So anything you can give is appreciated It's $5, $2, $1, anything, you know, especially if you're a man, this, like I said, in the pre-show, the way that I think about it is if I get cancer in my testicles or on my prostate, I'm gonna be really happy that I grew out my mustaches, my mustache, your mustaches, and um, absolutely you know, participated. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's I think that it's worth it. Um, anything you can do, save some people's lives. Everybody knows a man, you know. Everybody loves at least one man in their life.
0: Yeah, if you're it's,
1: alive, you, know, you had a father at some point. At some point, you had someone that was a male. That helped your life come into existence. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily a father, but a but uh, a male.
0: A someone that sired you.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> sounds terrible. And since then, there's probably at least one male in your life that you've not hated. You know? And I think it's worth it. Absolutely. I think it's worth it to save men's lives. Not to mention
0: we're we're also helping all of humanity, I push, you know, by supporting these types of, you know research funds and stuff like that you're always pushing towards you know finding a you know a better way to treat cancers and i mean you're always helping people out yeah you know last weekend we talked in the pre-show i went to that that uh rotary gala and it was the first time that i was ever really able to to participate really in a charity like that and to be able to give a, a an amount of money that i've never been able to do before yeah and I've always kind of been kind of a believer in charities, but you know I've never now i I am a thousand percent behind the act of charity <laughs> I felt so good to be able to 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 give money towards this organization that helps out the local- co- community you know I know people that that volunteer there and I just felt really really good and yeah like the power that that has to be able to be like, okay, I worked hard for this money, but I want to Give it to these people that go out and do good in my community. Yeah. with that money, and it, it feels really good. So make yourself feel good. Well, uh, I haven't registered yet, so I got to do that at the end of the cast. Some but dollars. by the time you hear this on Monday, donate some dollars. Donate some dollars. How about some people, man? That's really all it's about. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, it's the uh, it's the old blood drive thing. You know, it's worth it. You ever given blood before? No, that freaks me out. Okay, but I passed out when it happened to me. Uh, you know, I i am so a big dude. I mean, it's—it's it's hard to pump blood through this whole thing. Yeah,
1: no, it know? freaks me out for people to take stuff out of my body. Um, but you know, <laughs> you can make more, bro. It's, it's fine. And you I get an totally orange juice and a that. cookie afterwards. Yeah, no, I totally know that. Um, <laughs> but it's not something that I dated a girl once that I went with her to donate blood once, and I. Sitting there, you know, at the table, and was talking to another dude, and he was like, "Have you ever done your blood before?" No, man. That just—I don't know. That's you're, my blood. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you're just taking stuff out of me and putting other people, and it's like, what saves lives, and blah blah. blah. And like, no, I know that. Like I, I consciously, I know that, but mm-hmm. like that's—I don't know. That's what hey, you're no trying. judgment. You're, yeah, it's just that's, a personal. That, that can like, be a tough hurdle to kind of get over. Yeah, and you know. so that's just yeah. that's just me, but I would I would sooner donate semen you know for no dollars than i would like donate blood just i got just because hey it works out for me works out I, for you <laughs> yeah i don't know that just seems like an easier hurdle to get over than like because it also it also is a little bit weird for me to think like well there might be somebody out there who has a kid that like has my dna you know that's, like, yeah that's, i mean a that's a weird thing genetically but, your
0: kid but see i could never I get over know. that
1: that that part would freak me out about that. I don't know that my wife would be okay with it, but for yeah. me personally, I think it would be easier for me to be like, That'd be kind of cool, yeah, you know, spreading the, Over spread it.
0: the good genes. Right. Hopefully I have good genes. I don't know. I should take that 23 and me and find out. Well, and I
1: guess that's why I say that is because like Jordan, like the whole time that she was growing up, was told that she was going to have a really hard time having kids, you know, and then mm-hmm. got pregnant super fast, super well, quick maybe maybe it'll benefit somebody else too so like maybe maybe it'll be for the better you know yeah, right. <laughs> you're you got some super juice
0: brewing in the old uh flesh balloons down there it's
1: the maca root and vitamin c i'm telling you it's a hundred percent i feel like oh that's so that's key. what oh yeah that's right we talked about that last week right like, uh we, we talked took about some of that in a long time ago too we talked about that yeah like, when we first started talking about having a baby so like you know, thirty weeks ago, what's that Rhonda Patrick's like suggestions, right? Yeah. She knows the, what she's talking about. The maca root and the vitamin C, like a thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day, and just some maca root capsules. Like plus, vitamin C is basically candy. It's yeah, dude, it's, it's, good it's for you. yeah. So saying, yeah. it's like my
0: uh, I take melatonin now every night. Yeah, it's kind of a low dose, but it's melatonin and it's a little gummy. Yeah, but it's basically a candy. It is so
1: good. When I take like every day, I take. Like a B12 mm-hmm. that is a B12 complex that also has some vitamin C in it that makes my piss smell real weird and yeah. makes it a strange color. But it makes me feel great in the morning. Um, and then uh, another vitamin C and I take a vitamin D and then I take some Maca root, and I take this big ass probiotic. Mm. wash it all down with a glass of chocolate milk in the morning, and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Chocolate to me. milk. Ooh. Some Nest and some fucking fiber powder, because I used <laughs> to do. So check, right? I, I'm sure a lot of people uh. are judging me, right? But to take all those pills, you gotta have something. You gotta You're have. are supposed something. to take them with food, so you have yeah. to have something, right? So chocolate milk with like the intermittent fasting that I try and do is like mm-hmm. the easiest way to do that and not really fuck that. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so I used to do breakfast essentials every day right have you heard of this before yes breakfast essentials they even make a thing that comes in like individual packets that you just can fucking put into a cup and put milk in there i
0: used to have those like when i was in like my senior year so
1: nesquik has less sugar and almost the same amount of vitamins as breakfast essentials made by carnation so it only makes Come sense, on for me to buy Nesquick and yeah. to use that instead, because with all the other vitamins I'm taking, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's yeah. it's a negligible thing. So that is crazy. It's to think fucked about. up. Yeah. So I don't buy Breakfast Essentials anymore because I sat there at Costco with the box and the fucking thing in hand. Oh fuck! We were Vote. supposed to talk about voting in the goddamn pre-show. Oh, were we? Goddamn it! On Tuesday, yeah, people are supposed to vote, but we can talk about it here too. Before I continue, you still get it on Monday. Yeah, you got time. Just as long as you don't need to register, it's already yeah. And we talk about this: if you don't vote for the people, vote for the initiatives in Washington. That's the or anywhere. Vote for the initiatives because that's what's going to affect you directly on a day-to-day life level in in your paycheck to paycheck. That's what's going to affect you. Vote on the initiatives. You don't have to vote on everything. You can leave whatever the fuck you want blank. You're allowed to do that. But just vote for the initiatives. Take control of what's going on in your life and in your town and in your state and in your city. Take control of that. Do what you can and vote. This is where your vote matters. For all the people who think, oh, why don't vote because my vote doesn't matter? You know, the Electoral College and all the blah, 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 delegates, fucking bullshit, blah, blah, blah. This is where it matters. This is the time that it counts. Yep. These initiatives are done by your vote. Fucking vote. Take control of what's going on in your local area and vote. It's the foundation of
0: our democratic republic. Absolutely. And voter apathy has been one of the... I mean, it has shaped the way America has been run since its inception. Voter apathy... I think we're going to have numbers this time that will. I think voting will be on the rise. Hell of votes. I really, really hope so. Hell of votes this year. I think. But I mean, last last midterm. So that'd be four years ago. Uh, voter voter turnout, especially for the midterms, was like the lowest in recent history. At least, I don't. It's been I, real bad. Yeah, really, really bad. And I wanted to say, don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was close to like fifty percent, something like that, fifty-six maybe. Yeah. But that's just, I, I mean, I yeah, and I can understand the mentality people have, but it doesn't change anything to not vote. Period. <laughs> There's nothing's ever going to go anywhere if you don't do anything. If you abstain from voting altogether, like I, I just think this is all wrong. Well, then life's just going to happen around you. And you will have no say. Yep. And the only way that you as a citizen can voice your thoughts and your opinions is through how you vote and what you vote for, who you vote for. The initiatives that are on this electoral ballot came from the representatives that you put into office. And if you don't vote, you won't get initiatives that you care about. Nothing will get done unless you get up and do something. And this
1: goes for anybody... From here on, for the rest of my life, right? If we, by some chance stroke of fate, are able to get famous, right? Like (laughs) anybody that is trying to approach me and have some type of conversation, like I'm probably going to ask you if you voted, and if you didn't vote, I'm not going to fucking talk to you because if you haven't, unless you're not able to, right? If you're some type of felon and you're trying to do some good shit, you got a job, whatever, and you're just Uh not able to vote, that's something else, right? But if you're a regular. A regular citizen who has nothing barring them from voting and just chooses not to vote. I'm not going to talk to you about politics. I'm not going to talk to you about any type of policy or anything because you chose not to express your, your opinion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do that with you. You know, I'm not going to have that conversation with you because you chose not to do that. That's, yeah, that's, See, I will have a
0: conversation with them about why they would choose not to vote. Yeah. And then I would try to convince them that. But not about policy yeah. and individual things themselves, yeah. because we, we at need least to get past me the, the gate first. I mean, <clears throat> they may have in their mind a legitimate reason why I don't <clears throat> vote. Systems rigged. And hopefully with the help of somebody that, that knows how, you know, a little bit about how the system works and all that convince them that that is not, that is indeed That's not the not case. The case yeah. That's not how that works. I mean, it can seem like that. Right. But it's not, it's not true. At all. And so the only way you can make any form of difference, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say it the only way, the best way to make significant change and difference in your community, in your state, in the nation, is to get out there and vote your conscience. Absolutely. So get out there, vote. You got one day if you're picking this up on Monday, we're going to tweet about it. We're going to blow it up on social Fucking media. Vote. Probably f- from today... Which Friday all the way until voting day. Fucking vote. Um, we filled out our ballots the other day. We're going to drop them in uh, tomorrow, and very excited about it. It's uh, I felt good about my. Uh, you know, we had a really good discussion last week. If you want to, if you missed last week last week's show, and you want to learn some more about the initiatives and you know stuff like that, take a look at episode thirty seven. We talk all about it. And uh, really help break it down, at least the uh, the Washington initiatives and stuff yes, like that. But yeah, absolutely. I think the ideas there are pretty pretty wide spread. You know, applied to everywhere. Yeah, yeah I think, I think so. so. That was a good impromptu mini mini seg, bro. I like how you wrote that on your hand. I did. For those fact, did of you who are not watching, hand. yeah, I saw. He looked at. it and He's like, "Fuck!" It was I a what? <laughs>
1: it was, oh, it said vote. So I went to the Mexican place and I got a beer, and then the rest of the guys got there. And Spencer bought a pitcher, and I was like, oh, well, I should do that if everyone's going to be here. So I was like, well, let me get one of those, and then I'll buy the next pitcher. And so I bought a pitcher, and then Casey bought another pitcher, and then Tyler bought a pitcher, and then Drew bought a pitcher, and the one that I bought hadn't got finished yet. So I was like, well, I need to at least finish this pitcher before I leave here. (laughs) And so then when I got home... I was getting ready, and I was putting stuff in the box, and I was like, oh, my God. Like I'm packing in my purple pen that I write all my notes in because all my notes are written in purple pen. Fuck y'all if you're judging me. Um, but I was like, I need to remember to tell people to vote. And so I fucking wrote it down. Wrote it on my hand real quick because I figured at some point I would be fucking you know making my point and being all wild <laughs> and, and look at my hand and be like, oh, God damn it. And that's exactly what <laughs> Exactly. So, <clears throat> I wish we oh. would have said in the pre-show, but that's all right. We'll talk about it enough times since then. Yeah, um, but you know, it'll be. When we good get deal. on
0: that social, we can put that in the
1: in the thing there. Yes, fucking vote, man. Just and women, just people, fucking vote, <laughs> man. Well, after the cat, let's after we
0: uh, record today's episode, we could stop and we can do another quick little live message. And throw it out there. Pop it out there. Totally. Yeah, I do that. think we could probably do that nice we're, and quick. I think the, that's it's 2018. We can do whatever we want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the world is our oyster. This is our fucking social media. Exactly. And in our world, we're today, we're going to talk about your world. Yeah. And how you are not under threat of invasion from migrants. <laughs> Which no. I
1: just. Fuck that, dude. <sighs> that's part of the point I have here because Jordan and I, my wife and I, had. I was doing research, right? And she's like, What are you what are you looking at? And I said, Well, I'm looking up like the caravan and blah blah bunch. Well, I'm excited to hear about that because I don't know about that. And Mm -hmm. I said, Well, what do you want to know? Like, talk Mm -hmm. to me right now because that will help me formulate what I'm doing. Absolutely. So we talked for probably fucking forty minutes, you know, about the caravan and like, Oh, it's five o'clock. That's a probiotic right there. A little bit about why they're coming here because I don't know that much about Honduras itself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a little bit about that. And why people would come here if they feel like – or if people – if they're being told that they won't be able to come in, you know. And why do people have such a stigma against immigrants? And, you know, we talked about so much stuff. And it it, it was – I mean, this whole – these brackets here are just – Talking points mm-hmm. for discussions about well, that. You
0: know? Well, yeah, that's why so. I was super glad that Isaiah reached out and and brought this up because yeah. there are so many different points to hit. There's yes. so many different angles to look at this from. There's so many, uh, especially. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole angle that it doesn't actually deal with the you know the migrants at all, and it's strictly political because of right. midterms and all this. There's so much around this that it's really more about just the broadest, most general discussion of immigration in general, almost. yes, yeah, and uh so I'm really excited to get into it. Maybe we should just start off with the facts about it, maybe, yeah,
1: and then just kind of go off from there um so the earliest record I have of kind of the beginnings of what's being called the caravan now, mm-hmm. right. Um, where this particular one that's being discussed, right? The big one is 160 people that gathered in San Pedro Sula on October 12th, mm-hmm. right? Um, that kind of started talking about like creating a group of people to walk to America. Um, and then by the time that they left, there was a thousand people that left the next morning mm-hmm. that traveled through Guatemala to Mexico. Um, and they gained a th- you know thousands more people on the way. On the twenty second of October, there was reported to be seven thousand people in mm-hmm. the caravan. And then on the thirtieth, there was reported to be thirty five hundred people. Yeah. Um, and there's a second group coming in, more other people. Um, there's another three thousand at the Mexico Guatemala border mm-hmm. um, that I've heard about. So yeah, a they just kind of fought caravans. through. Yeah. Right and it's
0: important to <clears throat> to note that say you know because the numbers are all kind of you know
1: guesstimations almost in a way they're not real because they're differing between depending on who's reporting it whether yeah. it's like um the UN or reporters mm-hmm. that are with the caravan you know because it's so spread out it's hard to yeah. estimate 7000 people because if you're standing with a group of people you know you can only see so far you can't yeah. see 7000 people standing in, you know, four or five in a row, you know, all the way back to, you can't see that far. So. Yeah.
0: And at a certain point, how do you, you've never been around that, that kind of crowd before. You've never seen that. You don't help. You don't know how to kind of guesstimate how many people right. are. And so, yeah, you get a lot of numbers all over the place. But then another important aspect to look at is these numbers that, that started bigger and they dwindled off. Uh, these are people for the most part that have kind of gone to a place and then found a place where they were like okay no I'm good you know I got I got a there's a bunch of people that actually sought uh, asylum in Mexico 2700 way- people
1: have applied for asylum in Mexico and mm-hmm. 500 other people have turn have just agreed to turn around and go back to Honduras cuz that's mm-hmm. that's where the San Pedro Sula right is in Honduras that's I I didn't mm-hmm. mention that but that's where this core group of the caravan originated from is honduras and that's where this additional three thousand people that are at the mexican guatemala border that i was talking about most of them are also hondurans that are fleeing i mean they're poverty violence persecution gang violence corruption that goes on within the government and that's why that's part of what we started to talk about like jordan and i the other day you Mm -hmm. know that she was like if they know that President Trump has these views, you know, and they know that like the National Guard is being deployed to the border and they know that like some people don't want them here. Why would they continue to come here? You know, And one of the articles that I was reading, I think from the BBC that was talking about like most of these people have just like a divine faith that once they get to the border, like the hope will just change, you know, people's minds will change and they'll be let in, you know, and that's like how it will be. And that's,
0: I mean, I don't know I, I how deeply to, any immigrant really would know about the the complex and complicated and convoluted immigration system of the United States. So they
1: just—you think they just assume that once they get there, they'll just well kind of change their minds. You know, and, that or it's just you know it's the only thing that they feel they can do is yeah. go try, and that's what. And we talked about that too, right? Because I told Jordan, I, I said. So I, I understand to a point, right? I can't totally understand because I've never been in that circumstance where I mm-hmm. feel like I need to leave where I live to find a better opportunity, right? So, But if I sit back and I think as a soon-to-be father, if I knew that I couldn't find a job and I didn't have faith that my government would continue to exist, would I try and go to Canada? Probably. Would I try and take you and Dax to Canada? Probably. Yeah. Because if I felt like that was a better opportunity, mm-hmm. I probably would do that. You know, if that's what I feel like is best for my family. So, I understand that. Um, well, I think but because there's a lot of, there's a lot of like ire uh, coming
0: from one side of the debate here yes. about how, you know, criminals and they're, you know, they don't, they're illegal and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. we don't
1: want them here. People from the Middle East. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jews, apparently. Yes, that, that, was, are that was
0: another thing that I heard. I was like,
1: that are mixed in with the caravan. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Why does that make a difference? I don't know. It's important uh, to
1: know that's important that's uh, reported by our president. Yeah, uh, Donald Trump. So,
0: shake my head. Yeah. Um and I mean, under- and I just understand saying
1: him, that yeah. like I don't care who's
0: in there because I know that we have a vetting process. And so, I mean, you see it all the time about how there are people that get arrested as they try to come through the border somehow yeah. <clears> and <throat> it turns out that they have some kind of ties to some of our, you know, some red flag group somewhere. And they get arrested or they get just automatically turned around, deported or something. I mean, I understand that, you know, having a controlled border is an absolutely necessary thing for a sovereign nation to have. And that is by no means, you know, when we talk about migrants and all this, it's just a point that you need to understand that most of the positions, at least on my side, are made with knowing that that system is in place, regardless of how imperfect it is and how you know, screwed up it is, and stuff like that. It still does weed through some of the, you know, the the threats, if you will, that come across the border. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just don't want it to sound like I'm a like a, we're an open borders type of individual. No, you know, no, nothing, nothing like that. Not at all. Right. Just so- because you can have sympathy for a migrant doesn't mean that you support, you know, the far extreme position either way.
1: So Jordan also asked me, right? She said she said so so what happens when they get here, right? If this is if this is the case like what happens mm-hmm. when they get here. And I said, "Well, from what I understand, excuse me. Some of these people are fleeing violence and persecution and are, are would be eligible to apply for asylum, right? But most of these people are looking for better economic opportunities right which is not something that we allow people to come here for because that's not how that's what standard immigration uh, is for right right and so i said i said so when they get here like the people who are able to apply for asylum when they get to the border like realistically objectively when i think about it right based on the policy that we have now that's in place legally and not whatever fucking president trump says off a whim right so when they get here they're going to evaluate what their reason is for being here. And the people who can apply for asylum will apply for asylum. And the people who are not eligible to come in here can either apply to come here, you know, just for green cards or whatever. And mm-hmm. if they get denied, they'll get turned around. They yeah. will get sent home. So that is how they the owl works. If they don't try and sneak in, if they just walk up to an access point, you know? Yeah, a port of just, entry. Right. That's what it's called. Right. Sorry. So if they would just walk into a port of entry and they talk, I'm like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So realistically that is what will happen and it is you know what's funny invasion. these people are not violent of all of the pictures I've seen of their okay and I have to I have to go off on a little tangent right now because oh, of all do. the bullshit that I've seen on Facebook in these last couple of weeks especially about this caravan right that fuck Facebook anything that you are <laughs> seeing on Facebook about the caravan is probably not fucking true and if you're not taking five fucking seconds to go back and I, I have to I got to take my phone out so that I can record this so that I can put this yeah like, this is this is a on good the one. Instagram also that I I just you're not very if, passionate about that at all if you are not taking five fucking seconds to try and corroborate something you have read on Facebook or on Instagram or or on some type of bullshit that is not a legitimate news source, then you are a fucking idiot. You are not doing your duty as an informed person and are, in fact, working against the common good of America and spreading disinformation. If you are only getting your news from Facebook, you are not doing your job as an American citizen. I cannot express that any more clearly facebook is not a reputable news source by any stretch of the imagination not a news source at all nine of the 10 fucking videos that you see on facebook that are tagged whatever are not even relevant to whatever they (laughs) are under i swear to god i promise you And if you go and look, and no matter what you think about the New York Times or the Washington Post, right, they have to abide by the law that if they say something that is not true, they can be sued by whoever the fuck they have lied about. They cannot just boldly lie. They can absolutely skew stories to look a little bit better from the way that they want them to look. But they cannot, by law, boldly fucking openly lie to you. I do not and cannot understand anybody's thought process behind that. Oh, well, fuck them. That's fake news. It can't. It cannot be. It doesn't legally. The New York Times and Washington Post could not continue to exist if they openly lied and did not retract the lies that they had posted. I just, I can't. If you are getting your news from Facebook, you need to adjust your life. That is not (laughs) That's not a reputable news source. It, it is not. not a good place to get your information.
0: You can still get information from Facebook as long as you're willing to put in the legwork to do the research behind it. You because have
1: to, I'll tell you what, you this have to double check.
0: This speaks directly to the impact that the Russian hacking, you yes. know, that what's commonly referred to as the Russian hacking and the, you know, the the fake news swarm during the election of 2016 16 and it's the same thing that if you don't think it's happening now and has been happening for the last few months
1: i mean you you're you're lying to yourself we can't you just we don't, don't you know we don't we're not in the business of lies right this is the whole idea of this podcast is to bridge the gap between people and information all we want the only thing that Colin and I want in our lives is for us and you to understand the truth of what is happening in this country so you can be informed and understand what what is going on around you, right? We will not lie to you. That is why I devote my Tuesday at work to listening to the episodes of this podcast and looking up anything I'm not sure about when I listen back to it to make sure that it's the truth. Right? You have, your so, Twitter is a Fact Chuck Central, man. He, anything you have questions on, if you don't have a Twitter, right? If you don't have a Twitter, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You can still go to mine and look up anything that is hashtag correction tweet because that's anything that I have looked up afterwards after we've done the podcast on a Tuesday or a Wednesday whenever I'm able to listen to it. And I've looked up to make sure or validate is correct or I have corrected myself because I'm not afraid to admit that I have been wrong, right? That's why I sit here and I say, oh, fact check. So when I'm listening to it, I know I need to look that up. It's... That's, we're not in that business. That's not what we do. We are here to give you the facts and tell you what our opinion is and be very clear about that. You know, I, I, if there's anything I've ever done to misconstrue my opinion as the truth, then I am truly sorry about that. But that's not what I want. I only want you to understand the objective truth of what's going on, so you can form your opinion and then understand how I feel about it based on what I have perceived. Yeah, right. That's it. Because we do talk about our opinions. When we talk about stories like this, you know, because we're
0: going to get into a lot of stuff about um, just immigration in general, I think, with this. And as we voice our opinions, you know, we understand that those are our own opinions that we have formed through objective facts that we have researched and seen. I think I'm good for now. And uh that's a good one. It is a good one, right? It's a good one. Some firecrackers get kind of clogged up. But yeah, but that's that's gold. It is. <laughs> and so, and I wanted to say something about your uh your correction tweets. Probably the best resource to find the correction tweets <coughs> are on our website saltthestreets.com, the because yes. they they show on the right on the sidebar, the side. they have your Twitter, which is perfect because you are the correction
1: tweeter. Uh, cause I just, I, I don't I don't have time for that. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> Tweet at work. Whenever I have anything that I'm like too spun up about that I don't want to talk about, yep. that's where I'm going to turn to. I've been trying to get more active on the Twitter. I, uh. Can be tough
0: to do. It can be. But I mean, I, I don't know. Do you usually do replies or like quote tweets if you want to get into a convo?
1: Um, a conversation, I'll do a reply tweet. But if mm-hmm. I'm just going to like, if I see an article or something that I oh, have something yeah. to say about, I'll quote tweet that. I'm Yeah. Like, this is bullshit or like, I agree with this for, you know, this reason mm-hmm. or what the fuck ever. So. Yeah.
0: I got actually on the topic of the, the caravan. Somebody had, uh, quote tweeted an article about how the, uh, the caravan was carrying the Honduran flag. It's like, yeah. has anybody ever stopped to think about why they're carrying a Honduran flag if they're leaving Honduras? And Because they're from Honduras. I said, yeah, just because you want to immigrate somewhere or are forced to immigrate somewhere, whatever... Doesn't mean you have to lose your sense of, you know, national pride.
1: Right. You just don't have faith in the government that's running it right now. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean you, you don't know? love like Honduras. That's yeah. fucking crazy. That's insane to think about. And I saw that tweet and it, I don't
0: know who it was, but it was somebody with a blue check. So I knew that my reply wasn't gonna even get seen. But I just that was one of those things. I was like, dude, <clears throat> okay, if you're gonna try to make an I understand that because of who this was, it was probably just like a political I'm I'm on this team so I got to say right. something. And I you know just because you're on that team or just because you support like a, a you know a rock solid, you know, tight and clean, efficient immigration system doesn't mean that like you can't have, you know, like what's the word uh you know, you can't feel bad for the the migrants that are coming right. for whatever reason. I mean, you can't <clears throat> You don't have to dehumanize them and see this, see them as some kind of foreign enemy. Right. Like it's, you know, the fear tactic that's being played right now because it is midterm season. And so,
1: sorry, go ahead. Are you done? Are you... Yeah, pretty so, much. <laughs> there was another thing that, um, that Jordan, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you with that. Um, no, I think that was it. There was another thing that Jordan had asked me about was just like, where do you think this stigma comes from, from like... There's immigrants that come here from South America that, like, mm-hmm. have, you know, shitty jobs that we don't want to have. And so that stigma, I think, comes – and this is, again, my opinion, right? I think that that stigma comes from <clears throat> a couple of different places, right? Part of it from the way that people our age and the generation right before us were raised, right? That we were raised to go to college, not to learn a trade, not to learn to do something, but to go to college, right? So we don't want to work hard. We want to be smart and then get paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, so all the shitty jobs, the picking fucking fruit and farming animals and doing all that shit. We don't want to do that because we don't feel like we should have to, you mm-hmm. know? So, and so it's hard for people to find work or people to do that work because we don't want to do it. You know, and there are a lot of people I've seen all kinds of documentaries and shows, especially on vice and stuff from farmers that are like, I'm willing to pay minimum wage to American workers, but they don't want this job. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want to work here. So that's why I hire people who offer to take less than minimum wage because they don't belong here, you know. So in turn, those same people get pissed off, you know, that there are immigrants here working and taking these jobs that we don't want you know that they don't want that they wouldn't take anyway you know (laughs) they
0: took her jams so
1: i know i know that if i didn't have the job i had now right and if the only opportunity i had was to go out and pick fucking strawberries for minimum wage that's what i'm going to do because that's what i have to do to support my family you know Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of people who don't think that way and don't want to do that because they're too good for that Mm -hmm. you know so it comes with that and i said and that's a Almost a generational difference, you know, because we just weren't raised that way. I can see that. And a lot of the people who think the other way that are more of the – I kind of started thinking about it two different parties, right? The college generation and the trade generation, you know, because the people before us, like the baby boomers and a little bit after that were a trade. You need to learn to invest in the country, deal with some type of infrastructure or some type of industry, something that is going to improve the country. You know, put in your fucking work, get your gold washed, get the fuck out. You know, I think that's kind of a that might be giving
0: that generation a little too much credit, but I think.
1: I agree with you that well, that's, so maybe that's where that that generation certainly focused. So maybe generation is not the right term, but like time frame yes. you know, is the Perfect. better like, term, right? Um, and I thought about generation to more of a general sense of like baby boomers, Gen X, Gen yeah, y, Like shit like that, you know? So it's more of a broader
0: like... Actually, I am going to correct myself there because I kind of forget sometimes that there is a Gen X. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking of, but no, yes, the and baby so, mover, yes, and so then I do 100% um,
1: agree with you now that I think about that, right? And so, and so I said to her, I said, and it's the same group of people, right? The same type of trade generation that make up a lot of Donald Trump's base, right? So, see, and, yeah. and it's those same people that also not only look down on the school generation. But also look down on the immigrants taking the jobs from the school generation because they almost blame them just as much, right? Yeah. So, and it's not just that, but they're also listening to President Trump spout off all these lies, you know, uh, about the, you know, these are criminals and these are murderers and they're drug addicts and they're drug dealers and they're from the Middle East and they're this and they're that and they're ruining the country, you know, and all this stuff. And, and those people, because they, Don't trust what's going on, the people coming up in this country. They don't trust the media. They don't trust anything like that. They trust President Trump. They trust Donald Trump. That's it. Mm -hmm. And as long as those people are supporting Donald Trump and people like that, and as long as those people are believing that icon over the media, over the people that are here to tell them the truth, none of this is going to change. None of this is going to be any different because they don't believe what's actually going on. They believe what President Trump is saying, no matter how many times we can sit here. And I even thought this morning while I'm in the shower, I'm like, I should start on the back page of my notebook. I should start a tally of all the lies that I find. You can't that, do pres- that. and then I'm like, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of fucking time. There's For me an entire to do that. there are you entire know? websites devoted to that. <laughs> and by I the just, way, as long. As long as that's happening, nothing is gonna be any different. As mm-hmm. long as people believe President Trump and that bullshit and those lies over the truth, nothing will be any different. Because you can't convince them. You I've seen it in people in, in my own family. You know, you cannot convince them that those videos on Facebook and the things that President Trump is saying are not the truth. You mm-hmm. can't. It's impossible to tell them anything otherwise because that's what they believe you know yes and until that's shifted nothing is going to change until that group is able to at least open their eyes a little bit nothing is going to change and the same well, can be said for the other side i'm not trying yeah. to discount the other side right but that's like when we're talking about immigration the fucking wall closing people out sending national guard to the border that's what we're talking about this side that wants no one here you yeah. know, that is interpreting, you know, that that the leftist media is talking about, oh well, people are interpreting this as white nationalism when when President Trump talks about being a nationalist, right? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Is those same people that are like, yeah, fuck that. I don't want immigrants here. You know? Mm-hmm. It's the same people that try and that aren't able to separate immigration from other issues, right? Because and and I said I laid this out for Jordan, I, and I don't mean to go on for too long, right? But I laid this out for Jordan that like The American government is a fucking Venn diagram of like 13 different circles, right? That all – they all overlap just a little bit but are all completely separate, Mm -hmm. right? So many people that aren't a fan of, of immigration people coming here are like, well, what about the veterans, right? And what about the people with disabilities that are here that don't have jobs and they're not taken care of? I hear you and I understand, (laughs) but that is not relevant to immigration. It's called whataboutism. Those two things are completely separate, right? If you have a problem with immigrants or with veterans living on the streets, you have to look at the VA, yeah. If you have a problem with people with disabilities not getting jobs and something like that, that has to do with American bias and their problem with people with disabilities, not about fucking immigration and people coming here, right? Yeah. Because and that's a problem on, on both sides. Which absolutely. Is it's just funny.
0: It's those, it's called that what aboutism that I just said. It's, it's one of those, you know, you take one issue that, like you said, might overlap in that Venn diagram with something else. And which is a completely different conversation, yeah. which is something I actually saw in one of the, which one was it? Oh, it was actually during the uh, that in the next topic that we're going to talk about the trans thing, um, the Trump trans relationship. Yeah, you know where <clears throat> where they try to. It's a New York Times post where they essentially kind of do that whataboutism and say you know they're they look to this problem, social problem, I guess this battle in in the culture war. And then try to relate to find a couple little things in that, that correlate over here. And they say, well, what about those? You know, what, well, what about that? Yeah. And it drives me insane. It's, it's the old, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to try to shit on Trump, if you're going to call him out for something. Mm -hmm. Call them out for something that's legitimate because there's a thousand and one things that are legitimate call outs to make. Don't try to swing wild, man. Right. That's don't try to bring in this subject if it doesn't belong because you have one little detail that might
1: correlate because it drives me up a wall. Right because there's a difference between whataboutism and like using something as an example. Exactly. You know? Like well why don't we take a look 60 years ago at like other shit that's happened and like well trying to divert to another issue that is yeah. you you can relate you can draw some type of line you can to almost but make it's not any really two things correlate exactly. at some point. It's like that game where they call, like the 5 degrees of Kevin Bacon or, or the 3 degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know, like I've any, heard that but I yeah, have no like, idea what it is. Like so anybody you can take any actor And through three different movies or three different relationships, you can connect them to Kevin Bacon somehow. (laughs) Okay, It's like any fucking famous person somehow Uh, through three different people or, or movies, you can connect them to Kevin Bacon. They tried to do that with the IDW
0: (laughs) with some members of the IDW. And then I remember Ruben got super pissed about it for a long time. Just would not let that, that thing drop. Um, but there is one point I wanted to make about those people that are just so diehard about this caravan. You know, it's an invasion. It's a it's a yeah. it's threatening. You know, American sovereignty. If you would stop to look, just a little bit back in history, this happens almost every single year. Yeah. Sometimes <sighs> it's bigger. Sometimes it's smaller. But it happens almost every single year. Last year, there was a caravan that came up and i think it was it was a lot less than this one it was i want to say it was like in the 13-ish 15-ish originally and then by the time they actually got to the border there was like 130 people yeah and then most of them were able to get in on uh, on some form Right. And some people were arrested because they found out they were they were criminals or I don't know, something um and they were deported but for the most part like <clears throat> there's a lot of attrition number 1 and yeah, that's what you know, I, I already... We do have a system that does, you know, work in some fashion. People get in when they come up to seek asylum. It's not... Right. They're not all
1: going to get turned away. None that... Not the people who no have legitimate extreme asylum that here. reasons, right? Yes. The people who are here just for better economic opportunities may or may not be turned away, right? It's the, kind of mostly take a number and get in the line, exactly. But the people who are here for legitimate asylum purposes will not be turned away. That's no. not how it works, regardless of the rhetoric you hear. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just I think it's important that regardless of the rhetoric you hear from the White House, from President Trump, from anybody in all those departments. If you have a legitimate reason to flee your home country and come somewhere else, you won't be turned away. That's not how it no. works here. That's not how America works. There, are We've heard all kinds of stories through The Daily, through Up First, through all kinds of places of people. I've specifically embedded, I think, that have interviewed people who worked in immigration and stuff that have actively worked against the system because they feel like it's too stringent for what they're doing and have pushed people through who deserve yeah. to be here. You know what I'm saying? There are good people in the system. It is not all fucking President Trump, Jeff Sessions, who everyone thinks is a fucking Mm. white supremacist. Like, it's (laughs) it's not all racist and pieces of shit. Like, most people are good, legitimate people who are here trying to do what's best and know what's good and what people need. Yeah. You know? It's not any different just because you work for the government. Most people who work for the government are pretty good. You know, it's the few that you see on TV that gre- that get representation that are pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and I mean, any we can be working for the government. That doesn't make us assholes. That doesn't make us pieces of shit. We just work for the government because we need a fucking check. Unless you, know? you work at the DOL. And then- unless you work at the <laughs> DOL. Did you see the guy uh, who dressed like a sloth? I think it was. In, I like, did. Oh, I my did. God. That was
0: the meme of, like, my week, man. That, that was, was so good.
1: Shout out to that fucking guy. It's from
0: Zootopia. So that yes, was great. So good. Which is a
1: fun movie. That's a crazy movie. It is. Lots of fucking symbolism in that movie. It's super super hard. hard. Yeah. And that's something else.
0: There was a point I wanted to make about that, too. Yes. Um, and that's... Crap. What was it? It's about Rhetoric. So rhetoric is a big topic right now. Yes. And and because, you know, oh, I wanted to bring up Shep Smith, Shepard Smith on Fox News. Okay. He, I don't know how it works over there, but, you know, we get a lot of weird, you know, hard, very different opinions sometimes that come out of people's mouths. Yes. And Shepard Smith looked right at the camera and he said, I don't care what you've been hearing, but you have nothing to worry about. There is not... You are not about to be invaded. Yeah. You know, you're not about to have a wave of crime come into your neighborhood. True. You are going to be just fine. Yes. There is nothing to worry about here. And I was like, Shep, clap, 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 Shep. Thank you very much. That was, you were, thank you, sir. You know, you're on Fox News and I, I highly commend you for saying that. And uh, I don't know what his his ratings are, where he ranks in the popularity there. But I used to watch his show a lot back in my old Fox News days. And I've always kind of liked him. He seems relatively level-headed for Fox News at least. But yeah, there is some good, you know, that you can find, which is nice. Um, But just, you know, you just have to remember that at the end of the day, like you said, I can, at least in my opinion... I recognize that the immigration, you know, system that we have in place is completely flawed, totally screwed up. It is it is not efficient enough for the amount of people that are on the earth. You know, this is an immigration system that dealt with a population that was probably half its size. You know, and as the population has grown, there's more and more people. And if we don't, you know, people, the population rate of the planet is... is It's pretty severe. Yes. You know, and it's going to be exponential growth unless all of a sudden there's a generation that just doesn't have kids, uh, which might be happening. But uh, (laughs) regardless, you know, we don't have an immigration system that is built to handle the volume that it does. Right. You know, and as the government over time has gotten more bloated and bloated, it takes, you know, just due to the nature of bureaucracy again it get things get slower and slower as things get bigger and bigger. You know, it works very similarly in, in the corporate world, too, which the two should be able to learn things from each other. Um, and so even though we have this flawed immigration system, don't think that it's completely broken. It still does work. People still come here. You can, you can still get asylum in America. You can still legally immigrate to America. It's hard. It takes a long time. You know, I am intimately familiar with how long it right, takes. Right, right. And it is complete and utter bullshit that it takes that long for a, you know, people that are upstanding citizens today. Yeah. The first thing they did when they came to America was, okay, how long does it do I need to become a citizen? What do I need to know? What do I need to do? I want to be part of this thing. They want to be Americans. And yeah. they're, you know, we have pictures from my wife's ceremony, um, both my my in-laws' ceremonies. It's the, it's one of the proudest days of their whole life. And I think that's immigration is not a bad thing. People should recognize that, you know, the, the scare tactic of all of this is utter bullshit. It, it's a scare tactic that is, it's being used so much because rhetoric is so important these days because it's almost you have to have, you have to have a better game than the, the other guy. And so it's kind of gone off and it's spun off on this, you know, dark, dark road that people are just getting nasty point was we've never seen before. And, you know, you, if that's where you're listening for information again, you know, if you're getting the, the, the more extreme views because they're coming from politicians on some, on some level, because they're trying to get, they're desperate to get the seat. You know, the, the balance of power right Right, now is so desperate, um, so you're going to get that from the political side. And so unless you have, unless you can separate that and think about things objectively and logically, you'll never – you know, you can't – it sounds terrible, but you can't necessarily listen to the, what <laughs> politicians say all the time, right? Right. Politicians are like the biggest liars next to lawyers probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know? They're the two most – like there's the three most hated, you know, professions in America – Used right. car salesmen, lawyers, and politicians. And you should remember that because there's a reason that that exists. Is because, especially during election time, if they're desperate, they will do what they need to do, say what they need to say to try to get into an office. And so that's when they bring out the fear tactics because it, it works, as you can see. The only reason this is even a conversation right now is because it works. And there's some good because it brings it up to a lot of people's attention and intelligent people will try to stop and think about this. If it's something they never heard of before, it's a big world. I don't blame you, but unless you've had to deal with it Mm -hmm. intimately, you probably don't know that a whole lot about how it works. You know, you just know that we have a system that people can come in. And so I don't blame you for like an ignorant stance, but you need to learn about these things if they're going to come up all these hot button issues that we talk about pretty much every single week it's okay to be ignorant about these you know it's okay to, to have a gap between yourself and that and the factual information but you know you can you can do a couple of things about that you can fix that by yourself you just have to put in a little time and a little work yeah. and whether that's you know listening to people like us or you know people involved in the kind of the ideal realm or even the news realm that just believe in in the truth yeah and spreading facts and and then trying to you know some people like us we like to throw out our informed opinions and it, it can help drive the way certain people think mm-hmm. and that's the whole battle of ideas and if you just give in to the scare tactic and just bite into it because there's some aspects that might be true. You're doing yourself and the whole world a disservice because it's not necessarily
1: the whole truth. <clears throat> so there's two things I want to hit on, right? One, I think that it's important that you said that to have faith in the system, right? Because mm-hmm. there are still people, regardless, again, like I said, regardless of what you hear from the White House, from the leadership in the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, any of these things, there are still people in the government that believe in immigration reform to make the system work better. Yeah. Right. Because the world is different. Right. So it's important to understand that that is still a thing and make sure that, like we said, when you're voting, you're finding those people and voting for those people who have values that line up with yours. Because that's the whole fucking point. Mm-hmm. Right. I also think it's important for us to talk about a little bit of the effect on America. Right. Because that's yeah. part of what Isaiah wanted to know. And yeah, that's they- part of what Jordan asked me. Right. She said, so what if they do come here? Right. What if these do 7,000 is the highest number? Right. So let's mm-hmm. work with that. Just, sure. Just to be, you know, totally fucking liberal with it. Right. We already have a plan for that. She said, so what if she said, so what if they come here and 7,000 more people? Right. And I said, so it's important for everybody to know and everyone should know this. Right. Everybody, video, audio, everything. So it's important to know that through the Trump administration, Immigration is at the lowest level it's been in like a couple of decades. It so is. I, the amount know, of people that we've brought in as refugees is the lowest that it's been in a couple of decades. Yeah. You know? so the amount of people who are here under asylum is the lowest it's been in a couple of decades. So mm-hmm. if you add 7,000 people to that, there's no fucking doubt that America's infrastructure can handle 7,000 more people. Yeah. There's no doubt. So we th- can handle we, it. So that we are, we are in fact budgeted to hold more than 7,000 people to come here. So, so there's no fucking doubt, right? So again, another point to say fuck Facebook, right? It doesn't matter what the fuck you're hearing on Facebook. It's fucking Facebook, right? It doesn't matter. It's bullshit. America's infrastructure and all those things that I just said are absolutely true. Immigration, lowest it's been in a in, in long time. Refugees amounts, lowest it's been in a long time right? Asylum, lowest it's been in a long time. Those are all facts. You can fact check them all. You can Google them all. They're all true. It doesn't matter. It's not a lie. It's all true. We can handle 7,000 more people. Do I think, do I agree with illegal immigration? No, that's not what I'm saying. Am I thinking objectively, practically, could America handle 7,000 illegal immigrants to come here for whatever fucking reason? Absolutely could. Yeah. fucking Absolutely. With no doubt. Right? But that's not what's in question here. That's just what President Trump is saying. That's not what's in question is whether or not America can handle it. The question is whether or not people want them here. Yeah. That's the fucking question. And that's where the divide comes in. That's where the lies come in. That's where the rhetoric comes in. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what it's about. That is what it's about is that, you know, like I said, that base, those people that have some stigma, some problem with immigrants just inherently because they're taking jobs they feel like other people should have even though they don't want them Mm -hmm. you know it's a disconnect between that's one aspect right yeah exactly
0: and i it's just i mean there is a lot of you know i will say non-racial non you know bigoted biased you know arguments against a you know a large portion of you know a large amount of immigration yes. especially illegal immigration when you take into Absolutely. you know when you take into account our welfare program <clears throat> and you know if welfare was extended to you know a person that is an illegal immigrant who doesn't pay the taxes to help support that system that they're on I am- there is a legitimate argument there but like i said this is one that is a that's if that's even in the conversation at all, it's a tiny sliver of why most people are saying they don't want immigrants. And it usually comes down to that, you know, they're taking our jobs, yeah. you know, they're criminals. That's what the the broader talking points
1: are right now. Scamming off the system, the birthright yeah. thing that we'll get into. Yeah, and, the birthright but, thing. Um, I... So let me ask
0: you this before we kind of get off into the because we probably need to kind of wrap that up a little bit. Um I don't think we want another like three and a half hour episode. <laughs> uh, but what were you just talking about? Oh, the uh the burden on the welfare system. And the ar- legitimate arguments against immigration.
1: Yes, okay, right. So okay, Because so there be- are some. Yeah, before we move I on, don't I know wanted how to be we could- I want it to be very clear Mm -hmm. that I personally am fundamentally and adamantly against illegal immigration. Yeah. Just as as someone who bears as much respect as I do for the Constitution and the framing of America, Mm -hmm. fundamentally wholeheartedly against illegal immigration, right? None of what I'm saying, whatever, however the fuck you're going to try and spin it, is not an argument in favor of illegal immigration, because yeah. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right for anybody. I don't think anybody from America should be able to go where the fuck they want just because. It doesn't – I've talked about that probably on numerous fucking episodes. Yeah, it's numerous That times. I just – that's not how the fuck it works, right? So I don't want anybody to try and misconstrue it that way. But I'm not in favor of illegal immigration, right? But I also – That you are in favor of illegal
0: immigration. I, <laughs>
1: also have the most respect I think I could for a situation I have never been in myself that I understand from what I understand about Honduras and from what some of these people are fleeing, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. yeah, you know and that's the same thing that I said to my wife I understand why they're doing that you know mm-hmm. Do I think with the knowledge I have it's a good idea? no because i don't think that it will turn out well in the end do i like isaiah said i they're not going to come here and get gunned down by a fucking national guard at the border it's not going to happen they're not going to just start mowing people down it's yeah there's no way i there's no fucking way that america could do that and get away with it and nothing happens no you know so that's that's not going to happen we literally have you know the laws on the books that
0: prohibit you know military you know it's uh what does it say it's the post Comitatus act yes and i don't remember what year it was back in the i think late 1800s when it was and it, yes it it is to limit the powers of the federal government in using federal military personnel to enforce domestic policies within within the borders of the united states that's why when because we didn't quite touch on that yet and that's the the military aspect that you know, and I didn't look Trump at the it, Pentagon that's why I don't have yeah. much drop on it because it's kind of to me it, it the worst thing about it is I think it's a waste of military resources maybe you know at least on the levels that we're talking about yeah and essentially what this what this is is the military is being called in to help assist I guess establish the infrastructure to help handle as many people as possible might be coming. Because they sent another 5,000 troops down there, right? Is that yeah. Like the, the last number is? I heard was
1: like, you know,
0: we're talking almost 10,000 or something like that. Yeah. And the, so, you know, a lot.
1: One of the figures I heard was, maybe not figures, but um, terms I heard was that it's more people that we have in Afghanistan or Iraq, right? Which is like, like well, no shit, but that's also like, yeah. well, fuck, why are they fucking down at the goddamn border in Mexico, you know? Like, why do we have more people protecting our Mexican border than what the fuck is going on in the Middle East? You know, that just like, – so it can kinda be kind of makes, you, it makes way. you think, like, doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's, yeah. the first time I heard it, I was like, well, no shit. Like, we you know, we're pulling out of there. Like, we're trying not to be in the Middle East anymore. But then I'm like, yep. well, fuck. Why is there so many people down at the border, though? Like, that's a mm-hmm. lot of fucking people. So –
0: yeah. And I mean they're they're being down there to help, you know, enforce the border. So I think there's Not to kill people. The, no, there's some kind of structures I think that are going sure to be armed, fences or something, you know, all that. But mostly it's all about establishing the logistical support and the infrastructure to make sure that the volume of people that are coming because it's such a it's an anticipated high volume to be thrown at once. Yes. You know, so they're talking about tent cities, you know, essentially being set up if needed, Outside all border, air conditioning and all and this shit. stuff. Yeah. To handle the amount of people. So that's what
1: you're, that's what we're actually looking at. Because it's you potentially 7,000 people. Like I said, we're working. Yeah. We talked about the highest number because that's just... The easiest, the most conservative yeah. way to talk about this type of deal yeah. is to it's talk It's like about about the if the worst number. should happen. Exactly. This and is what we, what we, 7, we were K, prepared. But, um, like I said, the, the newest number I think I said was like 3,500. It's about half that amount is okay. the newest number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah 3,500 reported on the 30th and then a second group of 3,000. At the Mexican Guatemalan mm-hmm. border. So, and so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what percentage
0: of people will, you know, kind of flake off and go, we establish along the road.
1: We should also say, right, because there's some weird, weird fucking story coming from a lot of conservative media, right? That they're coming here and Democrats are going to try and bring them in so they can vote on Tuesday, right? They're not going to be here for potentially fucking months. No. Like, between weeks and months, this caravan and the other ones will not arrive at the border. They're not coming here to sway the fucking election, nor can you vote if you are not a citizen of America. It, does, it seems it, it seems like basic common sense. You can't believe like also like you can't believe in in voter suppression and also illegal immigrants voting at the same time. You know? Like it doesn't work like that. Like <laughs> no. that's not how they kind of cancel each other work? out. Like, don't you think? We're we're stopping black people from voting, but goddammit are we going to let the illegals vote when they get here? Like that doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. I It's that's
0: because you're thinking about it logically and that's it's dangerous, isn't it?
1: So they're not coming here to vote. They're not coming here to sway the election. They won't be here in time for the election.
0: The only reason in my mind, the only reason that this is the issue right now is because the midterm vote. Is in less than whipping a week him from now. Whipping up the base,
1: dude. Whipping up, like I was saying, and whipping up yep. that fucking base. The longer he can vote, the more he can, the stronger he can keep them hooked. You well, know? yeah, the and more he can try and get in them to the vote. opposite side. Yeah, the
0: harder you can fight against it, yes. the loudest statement you can make against it is also winning over that side of the voters. So that's why. Th- it just goes to show you how powerful that, that fear tactic is.
1: And that's, that's why he's out here. So lying. powerful. That's why he's talking about, like we said earlier, the, he's talking about the birthright citizenship, mm-hmm. right? Because he did some interview where the fuck ever, where he's saying, it's like, well, birthright citizenship, how crazy, you know, that we're the only country that does that. Okay. So, well, <laughs> immediately swing on and off the bat. 30 fucking countries have birthright citizenship. At least. Right. That we know of. At least 30 countries have birthright citizenship that if you have a kid that's born there, they are a citizen of that country. Fuck you, you're wrong. And if you look at a map,
0: the majority, the vast, vast majority of them are all on the American continent. Yeah. Which is very interesting, isn't it? It's almost like we have this, this one thread in common over essentially
1: the entire Western Hemisphere. Yep. Second lie of this same fucking interview, right? He said that, oh, well, I know for a fact that you can change it with an act of Congress, but I'm being told that, you know, I can do it with an executive order now. Hold the fuck on. That's part of the 14th goddamn amendment, right? Indeed. You certainly, as a president, no matter what the fuck Congress has turned over to you because they can't do their job, you cannot overturn part of an amendment just because you're the goddamn president. It doesn't work that way. Good luck. By no means, by no stretch of the imagination, can President Trump overturn the 14th amendment because he's the president no it can't happen it's not gonna work an executive and order won't fucking happen it's not gonna it won't work. yeah
0: and once again worst case scenario he writes that executive order he signs it he puts it out in the world you know what happens flipped. it immediately stops at you know, the courts flipped the day it ha- within the hour of him signing that it would be stopped at so the courts and shit? it would immediately be if it If it fought in the federal courts and then made its way through the appellate courts and then finally all the way up to the Supreme Supreme Court, Court, they would say, fuck that. Yeah, they probably would refuse to hear the case because it's so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they would say, no, no, you guys rule on that again because that's absurd. We can see already that that's 14th Amendment. Even even the homeboys,
0: the quote unquote, the Gorsuch and the uh, Kavanaugh, they would essentially vote the same way you know and if you think they would completely tarnish their judicial careers to vote the opposite i think that's not reasonable but are you looking for the amendment yeah it says all persons born or naturalized in the united states and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the united states and of the state within they reside no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. It's pretty cut and dry.
1: I don't think you could spin that anyway. And it's been it's been argued numerous times before. And it's it's been found already that that people who are born here are afforded protection under the fourteenth amendment, you Mm -hmm. know, regardless of how you feel about it. It doesn't fucking matter. It's 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 that's how it's been ruled, you know? Yeah. And and I can understand maybe not agreeing and trying to fight against that, and well, I'm gonna try and find some cases that maybe I can argue and get that flipped the fuck over, and that's fine. But as it sits now, legally. That's how it is. And I I just
0: want to be able to put the argu- the argument that I I hear it. coming from the other side. Do it. And that is that there was a no way the there's no way the founding fathers could have anticipated yeah the kind of surge or the amount of illegal aliens as we call them having kids in the United States. And that's What a lot of people fear, again, about immigration in general is that illegal immigrants come in, they'll have kids and now their kids are citizens and and now they'll be able to stay.
1: Well, and the the argument, it's
0: disingenuous
1: for one. The argument that I heard from Ben Shapiro, right, who is practiced law in whatever type of way, Mm -hmm. right? The argument that he said that people have in favor of what President Trump said is that because of what the amendment says, that the those were right thereof. under the jurisdiction of, but if you're an illegal, if you're an alien here, then you're not under the jurisdiction because you're not a citizen here. So that didn't that wouldn't account towards your child because of whatever. Which mm-hmm. I can see objectively, rationally, I can follow the logic that goes into that, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't agree with that's almost with that like reading it, but
0: that's almost that's, like you, can, you know, because I don't think necessarily he actually believes that. But that's the yeah, that's, argument. But that is the argument, and he said you could argue that you right. could. But and that's, when I you can take into it it it, the in, when you take it in its entire context, it's very clear. And yeah. so, yeah, you can boil it down. Okay, jurisdiction thereof. What could we break that down and use? Well, and that's what put law it in is context. About. And it's, no, yeah. but yeah, that's and that's yeah, like you said, that is what law is about. Yeah, and that's why I say it. I think on a legal level you probably have. A phrasing issue that you might be able to kind of update and fix, but the the actual reasoning behind the Fourteenth Amendment in full context is pretty clear. Yeah, and so maybe maybe it would be a good thing if he did that because maybe they'll point that out. It'll work its way up to the the court system and on the appellate courts. They say, okay, well we've we found a we found a hole that maybe we should just tighten up a little bit. Yeah, that would be good. I don't. But again, Either that's way, just knowing that
1: shit's not going to happen. No, it's just not going to happen, it's, man. It's not. So that's when I feel secure, you know. Or if if you're a if you're a proponent of that, then feel upset. It's not going to happen. It's yeah. that's President Trump does not have that power. He does no. not have the ability to take that amendment away from people. It's it's, it's and why really again? This is
0: another of countless examples. Why is Congress not moving with every single body or every everybody that's there to start limiting executive power? Yeah like okay, you're in power still. I mean, you know how many <clears throat> I can understand it's a hard political fight, but at the end of the day that is that is the only moral thing to do if you have any respect for the Constitution and the founding, the foundation. Of our republic.
1: Well, and I think there's an argument to be made that depending on the people who are voted in, right? Either mm-hmm. party has the potential to do that. To yeah. Depending on who wins this election, they have the potential to begin to fight against that and start to take those powers back from the executive. Mm-hmm. You know? Depending if, if, if the whole election is won, like if it's a blue wave like we talked about, you know, but the blue wave is consisting of ocasio cortez's you know they're not going to be taking the power away from the president that's not going to be the Mm -mm. idea you know no then it's just let's get in power right but if you have people who are more on the best on the ben sass side but on on the on the liberal side on the democratic side Mm -hmm. you know then you're going to get people who are like listen we need to start to take some of this back and we need to look at what how the government was established like so and I, that's one of the things that's so terrifying about that there. rise, that
0: populist left rise. Yeah, that is getting kind of heavily mixed in. Right, is right now if you were to have a bill on the floor that started to limit the executive, you know, the power of the executive order, it would pass. I think with with flying colors. You think you so? have a good amount of Republicans that really don't like Trump, and you have so many Democrats you would have every single democrat doing it out of spite alone i think just to fight trump just to give it to him and then knowing that if their you know the true goal was to have more executive power if they're in power then they'd be shooting themselves in but the foot would, but
1: and, and i i can agree with that right but you would have to have a strong enough majority to overturn the veto when it inevitably happens by President Trump. Because the guy, the Mm -hmm. guy who almost envisions the presidency as a dictatorship, right? Because you can, it certainly can be classified that way, that the amount of power he feels like the presidency should have is way beyond what it has, Mm -hmm. right? I'd say the the amount of power the presidency has now is scarily close to it. If that bill gets to his desk, Right. Approved by both the Senate and the House. Yeah. He's vetoing that bitch. It would die in the House, sir. So, it would die in the Senate. So he, so it gets kicked back. And then you have to have a strong enough two thirds majority in both places to get that shit in as law. You know, uh, I, I, you, you might have to have a fucking do banging majority to get that shit in. Yeah. Like, and you know what's funny is that
0: regardless of the numbers in the Congress, If that was to happen, if you had enough public support for limiting the president's powers, he wouldn't veto it because it would be a highly unpopular thing to do. Yes, that makes sense also. But anyways, that's not that would never happen. No, I could see that. That's,
1: that's my dream That's, that's why I can see the potential in both ways, you know? Yeah. If, if this generation is fueled as much by, or this vote, this election, that's what I'm looking for, is fueled as much by youth as they say it's going to be, then it, both parties have the potential. The people to be voted in, depending on the candidates, because I don't know who the fuck is available yeah. across the United States. You know, I have no goddamn idea. The primaries are way too much to keep track of across the United States. I know who's available here, and I know that in a bunch of situations, Jordan and I voted opposite each other to counteract each other's votes because we're like, I don't know enough about this, so let's just vote opposite, and it doesn't fucking matter either way. There you go. So... Um, but you know, I mean, I know that I voted for Derek. I like, Kilmer, you could and, just abstain, but that's fine too. Yeah, know. <laughs> it's, it seemed,
0: fun. it's more fun it's, that way. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, I'll give
1: you that one. That's just what we did. So I'm kind of jealous that I didn't do that now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that like... just seemed right. But So we just like, there was, I didn't vote for anybody who was running unopposed because that feels weird, you know? Yeah. I don't like but that. anybody who was in like in a, an actual contested race, I would look at their shit. And if I couldn't pick somebody, then I would ask Jordan if she had picked somebody and if she hadn't, then I'm like, all right, well, let's just vote opposite and it doesn't Boom. fucking matter. Like, there you go. So for Senate, we voted opposite. And because I'm like, I agreed with what you said that I'm like, these people are very cooker, cookie cutter on both sides. So. Yep. And it so I know, I so I voted for the Republican and Jordan voted for the Democrat. Look at you. We got the phone You're just now. trying to pad your record to look <laughs> middle ground and neutral. To make myself look a little more moderate. <laughs> <laughs> no, at least I've only voted like three times, you know? There <laughs> so you go. There you go. I've, only, I've got a real short track record for people to look at.
0: Hey, I'll, I'll will, willingly admit, mind you, take this with a grain of salt because I live in the Pacific Northwest and my vote had zero impact <laughs> in coming from where i i live but uh i used to just basically vote down the uh R side right because i didn't really know i didn't follow it and i was like nah man my republicans fuck are in. <laughs> yeah. bill o'reilly fox news <laughs> you know which i uh, like again i ain't gonna pass yeah. nobody's you know blame on that it's, right Maybe you shouldn't
1: be trying to have an informed opinion. Well, in the first time I voted, I did the exact same thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, why wouldn't I vote for all the Democrats? Like, I'm sure that they have the best interest in mind. Like, yeah, Republicans are greedy as fuck. So why would? And I And it's that? tough because, <laughs> it,
0: I mean, it should be easy to know, you know, what your representation stands for and who yeah. they are. It should be easy to know because it's a, it's, again, that's how the country works. It's how
1: it operates. It's how it's run. Well, and I can't it's tough. I can't speak for the rest of the states, right? But I know that that voter pamphlet that we got in the mail that you didn't get in the mail, but that most people got in the mail was like a really good piece of literature. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a lot of good information in there, very well informed. Like I I really appreciated that. And I've heard that from people that. that are now both on the left and the right. Huge fan of that fucking piece of literature that I got in the mail. So I am absolutely a proponent of what the state put out. I think it was great. Heck, yeah. I'll pay money for that. Yes. Go, I have no problem uh, with my taxes going to a good voter's pamphlet. Yeah.
0: You know what else I uh, don't mind paying money for? The fire department.
1: Yes. Psh, man. I also voted for the fire department. Heck, yeah. I'll give you more money, man. Fuck, yeah. I want department. you guys to
0: have the top of the line training and equipment because you're a first responder. And if you... Are at a first responder situation and you need some... Well, you have good shit. You know, if you don't have the... If the latest up-to-date piece of equipment could have saved your life. Ah, oh, but I didn't vote for that. I didn't, You know, I didn't give them enough money. They didn't have it in budget. They Maybe next year. Yeah. Now you're dead. Sorry, man. Yeah, I know man, I want you to I, have
1: good stuff. That's that, for sure. And I've,
0: I've had a lot of family, civil service, stuff like that. And it's like, I know those people deserve more money, bro. Yeah. Kind of like teachers. For the most part. But, more ah, That's a that's more gray area.
1: Those are hard jobs.
0: They are. Very
1: hard. <laughs> Fuck being a teacher. I used Absolutely. to want to be a teacher, you know. And so did I at one point. Just got a little bit older. And I think I probably could for like a certain age group, you know. But they couldn't be too old and couldn't be too young. Like Almost like,
0: you know, you would try to teach people how to think logically and look at stories logically. And, you know, try to... Kind of like what you do right now. It
1: would probably (laughs) have to be like a junior high type of age, where they're still like malleable enough, but they're like awkward enough. Yeah, where most of them aren't assholes. Okay, like because in high school there's a lot of kids that are assholes, but yeah, in junior high they're a little more reserved. You know, because they're still all fucking they don't know they haven't pushed the boundaries enough to know what they can get away with exactly. So they're still a little bit more conservative, and I think that I probably would fuck around a little more with junior high. You know, where I could still pick out. Like the kids that needed help and be like, listen, like, it'll be okay. Like, it'll be okay, if, bro. That's always why I thought about being a teacher is because I, I had such a hard time in school just because of like who I am as a person. Like, <laughs> like both being super loud, but also being like a very bold personality and, um, Like I smoked weed when it wasn't cool, you know, and like just a lot of little stuff like that, that like I had a couple of really good friends, but not a lot of friends. I knew a lot of people knew all kinds of people because, Uh you know, there was a lot of people that like, especially when I was selling weed that like, you know, Donovan's the weed guy. And like, you know, that's like, and when I was in high school, especially junior, senior year, like Donovan's the weed guy. Like, if you want to know about weed, go and fucking talk to Donovan because he's the weed guy. Like He knows about fucking pot. I mean, according to the Shane show, you are the crazy weed guy. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thought about that in a while. And so that's like, I mean, that's a thing that, you know, I carried with me for the long time. That, you know, and that's, it's a thing that really bothered me. um, And I still kind of, carry a little bit of a soft spot now about today that like when i was in junior high i was smoking weed you know mm-hmm. and kids were like why are you fucking doing that like that's you know fucking bad kids smoke weed and that's weird and blah blah blah. and then i got to like 10th grade 11th grade and those same kids were like oh yeah but do you want to like you know fucking smoke a bowl together and like do whatever i'm like Fuck you, man. Like I've been smoking weed for like 4 years now and you talk shit and now you're trying to get high, yeah. you know? You used to make fun of me and now now you now you think I'm cool. Exactly. And then the kids that I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's smoke." You know, like let's meet up and we'll smoke or whatever. Like it would be me and like three other kids, you know, and we would smoke one bowl between the four of us and they're all fucking giggling and stupid and I'm like, "Listen, I'm barely high. Like where's the rest of the weed at? Like what the <laughs> fuck is going on?" You know? You're like, "Man, I'm blazed. What are you talking about?" And like This was a waste of my time. Like, why did I even come out here, you know? And it, 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 I couldn't stand people who couldn't handle their shit when they were getting hot, you know? Because when I first started smoking, I was smoking with, like, my sister and Mm -hmm. my older brother, David, and, like, their friends, you know, who are all six, seven years older than me. So I couldn't – I wasn't allowed to act a fool. Like, yeah. you can't do that, you know, yeah. because I'm I'm kicking it with four other people that are, you know. At mm-hmm. the time, I was, let's say, 13 years old, so they're 20, 21 years old, you know. I'm not allowed to act like a fucking idiot because, like, we're out here doing shit, you know. So, when I got older, I didn't have, like, any type of tolerance for people acting like that. Yeah. You know? No. Just because that's how I was raised, like, was
0: to not act I'm like that. I'm the same so. way with people that can't handle their alcohol. Yeah. I just... And I don't know if it's just because of my time as a sailor and that uh, part Everybody of that lifestyle drink, yeah. is pretty heavily, heavily represented. And, you know, even before that, and, you know, I kind of got into that partier type drinking pretty early. And so there was a point where, and that, and I'm just a big dude too, so I right. can handle more alcohol. <clears throat> uh, and I, cause I used to be bigger, a lot bigger. I had like uh 60 more pounds on me at yeah. one point. Um, uh, which I weighed myself the other day. I am like kind of plateaued now I'm like at 191 and I'm feeling good about 190ish right, I like the sweet spot Yeah but I mean I can't I get so upset with people that will hang out you know get drunk quick and then they turn into somebody Act a who fool. you just you know violent especially with alcohol you get a lot of like stupid drunks that start aggressive. getting aggressive yeah yeah I mean and I've had and like good friends that you know the other, you know, we'd have to like kind of outcast and be like, dude, we don't, we don't want to go drinking with you because right. you turn into complete asshole. You're not fun to be around and we have to babysit you. And then you try to fight us all the time. It's like, no, you're a great dude when you're sober, but we're not going to drink with you anymore. I don't wrestle with just, drunk dudes. No. I don't do that. It just, I and so I, I, I can with,
1: kind of relate to what you're talking about. I don't wrestle with drunk dudes and I don't, I don't body box my friends. You know, like, like that was a big thing especially when i was younger than people like well let's just fucking like potty you know, let's just like do whatever no i'm no i'm not no. doing that like because not I'm, even a little oh, bit on the off chance that i get clipped in the face i'm gonna get super pissed like and i'm yeah. not i don't want to fuck with that like i'm don't i don't want to do that like i'm not interested i'm not entering into this like I'm, don't wanna wrestle, yeah. i don't want to wrestle i don't want to fuck around like Let's just hang out. You know, I don't want to do yeah, this. Like, exactly. that's not, I've never been into that. Like, all, not, all I want to do was come hang out, chill. Yeah. Chat it up. And I'm, I'm not I'm trying not, to get stupid. I'm not afraid of confrontation, but I don't, I'm afraid of unneeded confrontation with my friends like yep. i do i just don't mm-hmm. want to fuck with that like i just would rather Might just get a little it. too like, aggressive you know what i'm saying especially yeah. if you've been drinking and shit like i just i'm not uh-huh. i would rather not like i would rather you find someone else who wants to wrestle because i <laughs> yeah i don't want to fuck with that i don't want to i
0: don't play around that's how people get hurt
1: bro yeah no fuck that uh that was a
0: great segue that was a good uh relief chat yeah yeah So, I hope we uh, helped you out, Isaiah, a little bit. Yes. Um, Any other questions, let us know. Anything
1: we didn't cover that you wanted to know. And, uh, you know, we can look it up and we'll get back to you either on the the Twitters or next week's episode, depending on on what the jam is. Yeah, man.
0: So, let's... How do you want to approach this? I'll kind of give this
1: one to you. Okay. So, on Sunday, there was a report that came out from the New York Times... That there was a memo circulating through the Department of Health and Human Services mm-hmm. where they intended to narrow, because I don't want to say redefine, right? Narrow the definition of gender to, I have quotes here, um, defined as, defined sex as either male or female, unchangeable, and determined by the genitalia a person is born with. Yeah. Right? And... The idea is that it is in an attempt to set that definition out so that they can use it in effect of Title IX mm-hmm. and other, like dealing with, um, Obamacare, like a pre-existing condition and stuff like that. So that this, so that being transgender would not be covered under mm-hmm. like healthcare, you know, because yeah. it's not considered a, And I think it is
0: important to understand this all is directly related to Title IX, which is – it's a – it's the – what do you call that? The uh, anti-discrimination laws that we have. Um, You see, back in the – yeah, Title IX in 1972 is a federal law that states no person in the United States shall on the basis of sex be excluded From participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial
1: assistance. And so this is being seen by many, right, as an attempt, and even by like a lot of the headlines that I've seen as Mm -hmm. an attempt by the Trump administration to redefine transgender out of existence. Which I do not personally agree with. It is completely disingenuous. That is a very extreme version of this. Yes. So before we continue, I want to give my personal opinion off of just that piece of the memo. Right? Because this is something you and I have Mm -hmm. talked about at fucking nauseam for, you know, numerous times. right? Numerous.
0: Mostly in the early
1: episodes, I think. I am 100%... In favor of the idea of defining as like the sex that you are born with, right? Yes. The idea of it being unchangeable, I think, neglects a growing portion of society, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have, for as long as I can remember, been in favor of not only male or female, but definitely a third category That that goes to like transitioning, you know, if you are in some way, if you do not feel like you've been born in the right place, you know, or the right body and you need to transition over, I think that you should be able to do that. And I think if you've had like a top surgery and not a bottom surgery, you know. And you got to fill out a census or whatever. You should be able to say, well, I was born a woman, but I'm on my way to being a man. Like I just, I'm halfway there, you know, I'm mm-hmm. saving up a little more cash and I'm getting there. You should be able to say I'm transitioning, you know, like, yes. I'm I'm on my way to being a man because I I am a man. That's how I identify. I think that to neglect the way that people identify is not cool, mm-hmm. you know. And they're saying that the only way that it can be changed on your birth certificate or anything like that is based off of genetic testing. Right, And even if you're going to change your penis into a vagina, that's not going to change your DNA. And that's not going to allow those people to identify the way that they have paid thousands of dollars to identify. Because mm-hmm. that's the whole idea. If you've transitioned from a male into a female or the vice versa, you've paid a lot of fucking money to do that. You truly believe that that's what you've got going on. And for you at that point to not be able to identify as what you identify as, I don't think is right. Okay. You know, Uh that's my beef because regardless of whether or not I agree or what the fuck ever, if that's your jam, that's your fucking jam. I feel like that's your right as an American citizen to whatever, to reverse yourself to what the fuck ever. That's not my deal. You know, Uh I don't agree with the 75 different gender identifiers making up fucking words and terms and shit that I'm not down with. Right. Uh That's why I said I'm down with being with warranting that people are don't always fit into two categories. You know, yeah. there there are differences between people that allow them to do other shit.
0: And I but, believe I've heard, you know, uh evolutionary biologists talk about that in a in a very yeah. similar way. It's the fact that yes, the XY chromosome, the XX chromosome, yes, they define they define the two different majority categories. But there are indeed some that don't quite fit into right. either way. Abnormalities. And that, is, that isn't that is a different argument than gender pronouns. Yes, because you're talking about it That's on age. That's a yes. Yeah, and and I, this is very important because I think at least in all the articles that I that I read about this thing, especially the original one from October twenty first. Yeah, um, they they continue to sh- like change out. Sex and gender. Yes. As all these two different things. And and sex is a scientific term. It is a scientific definition that puts you into this category or that category. And there is indeed scientific evidence that proves that, yes, there are some people that aren't. Yeah. But that, let's say the, the ratios of the people that would be in that, say, non-binary, we'll just make it simple, we'll call it non-binary, is n- is far, far, far less than the people that identify as some other non-binary gender. Absolutely. And so there is a complete legitimate argument to be made from an evolutionary biological standpoint that there there should be maybe a box there. Yes. But whether or not you should be able to... I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what the reason is behind these things what because every you know reason why you know like if i'm gonna transition to a woman and i check that transition box or non-binary box or whatever you know there's now all of a sudden you remember the bathroom incident yeah you know where there was you know you had to have now you had all have, have to have all these different bathrooms and stuff like this um, you start to run into those types of problems where you have an infrastructure that doesn't that isn't built for a third, you know, non-binary or whatever, yeah. and so then you start running into real life logistical problems versus you know on a societal level, you're know, on a scientific level, it says one thing, but you know social implementation is one thing. How we how we do, how we look at the differences between men and women. You know, we have kind of a, you know, even in today's world, we still have kind of a a prudish existence. You know, we have a prudish society. Mm -hmm. And so people get really worked up about like what bathroom to use or, you know, what, you know, I like these. You go to Seattle and they have those big, the big open bathrooms, essentially, where there's a big old, you know, sink station in the middle. And then
1: it's just stalls. Right. You know, what's wrong with that, I guess. But Well so I so I guess I think about it like this, right? Where if you have like a large enough population of people that are like that are requesting that or that's a problem, then you should have a third bathroom. You know. And I don't, or we should all just have unisex or, bathrooms or whatever you know I mean there should be something that's like yeah. it's not a fucking I, I, I will be the first to admit that if there's a time where I've gone into a store or some shit and the men's bathroom is closed for whatever reason I'll mm-hmm. go into the women's bathroom and I'll go pee I don't care Like we do that at my, my not, office all the like, time it's not a problem for me and I don't feel uncomfortable if I walk out of the stall and a woman is there and she's like what are you doing in here being like mm-hmm. the men's bathroom is closed I'm not trying to be a creep I just had to go pee I'm gonna wash my hands i'm gonna get the fuck out of here like mm-hmm. i don't i got nothing to do with this I'm really truly i'm just trying to yeah get shit done and get out like it doesn't i don't know but don't on know. a when you look at how is there no to, one's trying to peep on your fucking kid or peep on you yeah fuck with you it doesn't matter why does it matter what fucking bathroom i want to use exactly you know? and why, does it why are we so hung up you on know you know why do we have a men's and a woman's bathroom should we just have bathrooms I can understand, I mean, I, you know, I can understand concerns about kids because kids take advantage of shit. You know, kids do sus shit. That That's is just kids. whatever. I know that if kids I was 17 assholes. and I was like, well, maybe I can go to the girl's bathroom and see fucking some girl's vagina or fucking boobs for some whatever reason, because maybe I'm 17 and think that girls show their boobs in the bathroom. <laughs> and pee. I don't You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I would go in there, but the kids do stupid shit. Like yeah. the chances of grown adults who are reasonable people who don't have some type of mental illness. Fucking around like that is super mm. low, you know. And I, I understand. I totally, one hundred percent understand the concern of like a bat, the bathroom thing, and people mm. taking advantage. I don't trust people. I don't. Just as like a general rule, I think I do think most people are good, but I don't trust people uh-huh. off the bat like that. Like I think that's the people that not, are going to do that are going to do it anyways, and they're know? doing it now. So I under, I totally understand. Uh-huh. But that's one of those things that's like. It's yeah. my fucking business you know as long as you're just doing your shit it's none of my fucking business if you're being yeah. creepy you know i'm gonna tell somebody and be like yo this guy was weird as fuck in the bathroom with my kid and I, i'm not cool with that mm-hmm. you know other than that that's not my business it's yeah. also not illegal to be an asshole or to be a fucking weirdo you know you're just a weirdo that's unfortunate nobody wants to hang out with you or be around you but it's not illegal to be a weirdo like i don't like, just mind, mind your own like, fucking business. Exactly. Like, just mind your
0: own fucking business. So, to kind of bring it back to more of, because I, I kind of got with the bathroom thing. I kind of got a little, little sidetrack. Look what you fucking did. I know. I brought. I, I got you all heated up. Yeah, because it's just really fun to do. <laughs> but again, okay. So we go back to this. You know, the effect that it might have on Title IX. You know. Yeah. Discrimination laws. Well, in Title you know, IX,
1: people talk about a lot when it has to do with, like, sports in colleges, right? Like, yeah. sports a lot comes up, um, and then, like, the sexual assault cases comes up a lot. And I know that Case Bulls has a real stick up his ass about Title IX when it comes to sports, because when he was in college, like, when it had to do with fundraising, you mm-hmm. know, like, both the, the softball team and the girl and the baseball team would have to do fundraising. And in his particular experience, his personal experience, The men's baseball team would do way more fundraising than the softball team, but they would split the funds right down the middle Mm. because it has to be equal for both sides. You know, Casey doesn't feel like that's fucking fair because if they're, you know, if they're raising six times as much money, why are they not getting six times as much money for their, for their fucking, you know, for their sport? Because that's what they raised, you know? Why should the girls get that money because they didn't work for it?
0: Because, you know. Because the education system is all designed, at least today, on equity. So, And that's, you know, and that's, again, I mean, I don't necessarily mind this whole situation because I understand the core behind them trying to do this. And that's because of the, you know, the article points out the expansion of during the Obama administration to kind of. And this is the type of things that it, you know, that people are upset about is the fact that you know if i go out there and work really really hard in case balls goes out there and they do this massive fundraising that's that's for a different thing than softball and it's why should their money be spread across the board just because it all falls under the education department i can totally see that i think that's kind of what the intent behind this change is doing because they're defining essentially what they're doing, they're actually doing is defining the term sex as a binary male or female. But I think... And so, again, going back to your argument about probably having a third category. Yeah. You know, this is all... its It all kind of relates to statistics and where, you know, the equity stuff kind of comes into play and stuff like this. But in actual discrimination law... I don't think it's going to, you know, because if you have to pick one box or another, we have equal rights under the law for both men and women. So this is, it's almost purely a social issue that shouldn't be reflected in law. If we want to have that third category put on it, that's fine. We should, if we all decide that that's what we want, we should be able to do that. And then we'll have a whole slew of new statistics on how our society works and what people are doing and all this stuff because so many, you know, we'll have a whole nother category to, to run studies on because it's not just male or female now. But as far as equal protection under discrimination laws, as long as the discrimination laws are being equally enforced and, you know, sex is not an issue like it shouldn't be because it seems pretty obvious that no one should be discriminated against based off of their sex whatever it is and that was but the that's, whole that's but, the whole purpose of this
1: but that's based on that's based on how you're defining it right because if you're defining it this way that they're talking about then it is negating a fair amount of people who don't fit into one of those two categories right because they're not establishing a third one and the most recent arguments, right, because I have well, if you here, look at it... Wait, so so check this, right? Okay. Because I have here, there was an argument and a, a decision by Judge Reed O'Connor in the Federal District Court in Fort Worth, Texas, right, that Congress did not understand sex to include gender identity, right? Yes. But there's been a bunch of new arguments since then that... And, and I have this here in this New York Times article. There's been a bunch of, of other arguments since then that were expressed in a memo to the administration... That it is totally understood that sexual identity is involved in sex. And I think that's the problem that people have here is that by establishing it with two things and saying that it's unchangeable unless defined by some type of genetic markers, that ignores this group of people that I think needs to be acknowledged. And I don't think – again, I'm not arguing for the 75 different gender identifiers, right? And that's not mm-hmm. for you because I know you yeah, understand yeah, yeah. that. But that's for everybody. That I'm not saying it needs to be brought into 75, right? Right. But narrowed to the point that there, it needs to be acknowledged that not everybody fits into those two. It does. And even if you do transition, right, you won't be able to prove it genetically. Because if your DNA is drawn and you have been fully transitioned top surgery, bottom surgery from a man to a woman or a woman to a man, mm-hmm. your DNA, your chromosomes will still reflect what you were born as. Okay. You won't be able to change that. That's the problem with this.
0: If every single but... Body- every person's sex is determined by genetic you know testing by this definition it would be well, and that's the problem based off of the genitalia you're born with it's not necessarily we run a genetic test on you when you're born and
1: okay you are officially no but no but if you start to transition or you start to identify something other than that then they'll then it's based off of that's what it says unless otherwise described by or unless otherwise dictated by some type of genetic testing mm-hmm. that's what i'm oh, okay, saying so okay, okay. that's when it's value. So you would if, have to if you're identifying as something else yeah then you have to be able to back that up with dna testing that you are that mm-hmm. but even if you are transitioning and you have fully transitioned your dna is not going to reflect that yeah and i don't think that's right i think if you're transitioning if you truly feel that way or you have fully transitioned you should be able to identify as that that's that's your right you know, this is not going to allow people to do that. At least by mm. what's being put out right now. The memo has not been released. So yeah. all we can go off of is, is what's being reported. Right. Yeah. But by what's been reported, and it's quotes here. So if they, if they're wrong, the New York Times is going to be fucked. Right. So I'm, I'm liable to, well, to though, believe that. These what aren't they,
0: even, yeah, because this, this isn't from like the op ed pages. These are actual it's from an, a legitimate politi-
1: politics articles. So yeah. I'm liable to, To believe what they're saying here Mm -hmm. you know but if that's the case they're fucked so by what they've reported here people who are transitioning or plan to transition or identify something other than that are not going to be represented so the 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 true fear is that now somebody that
0: is transitioning from a Male to female, vice versa, is now subject to legal discrimination.
1: Not only that, it's ignored, it's ignoring the most recent legal arguments that have been put out. And that's what this other memo mm. that was sent to the administration said that all these other legal groups, including like Lambda Legal and other groups like that, have, uh, Lambda Legal have appointed to other court cases. And a legal memo presented to the administration, a coalition of civil rights groups wrote, Quote, the overwhelming majority of courts to address the question since the most relevant Supreme Court precedent in 1998 have held that anti-transgender bias continues constitutes sex discrimination under federal laws like Title IX. Uh-huh. So that's the most recent finding. After Judge O'Connor, after everything else since 1998, that's the most recent finding. This definition that plans to be put out by the Trump administration ignores that. That's illegal. Well, because that that maybe not illegal, but it doesn't follow precedent that's
0: been set. Yeah, which is again, that's not necessarily atypical
1: because precedent is broken. But to set, but to set guidelines without it following precedent, that is atypical. That is because at that point, but it's not impossible. No, not impossible. But it certainly doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, no,
0: (laughs) in the actuality of it, possibly, you know, it being possible to do this and actually having an effect. um, It is indeed possible. is what I'm saying. So it's, it's not like the, like in the immigration talk, it's not like the, you know, that extra executive power that with birthright citizenship, it's not the same argument there. Mm. This is a very different argument being made on a different legal case, you know, much more recent legal cases. And, but these legal cases, I would say, I mean, as far as precedent goes, I think most of these legal cases are relatively new. Yes. Right. Which. So the precedent is new. The precedent is new, which it's, you know, you can overturn a precedent that does, especially the, the shorter time period the precedent has been set, the easier it is to overturn. And, and I
1: could see that, but it's yeah. also the most recent one that's been found. So if not enough time has gone by, then those people who found that may still be seeing things the same way. Well, if especially the same group because of is in power, the problem
0: hasn't, or in that position hasn't been in a legal, in the legal realm for a decade, maybe right. at the most, right? That was, would you say 98? 1998. Boom. Decade. Nailed it. So at least a decade. May, Two decades. Maybe longer.
1: Oh my God! It's due to it's eighteen. years.
0: Oh my God!
1: Yeah, it's been a long day. So you do tell. you think that? <laughs> so do you think that this then could possibly be the next thing that, are, that brings up precedent and challenges this precedent that's been set since nineteen ninety eight? If it, because there's no if way this tries just to come goes out. with no, no conflict. There's no. no way it just goes. You know,
0: and yeah, any kind of controversial order like that would have it would find itself in an appeals court. Very, very quickly, much like the travel ban and, you yeah. know, and so it would be interesting to see what the courts would have to say about it. I'm, I'm not a big fan of legislation through the judicial branch, but when you have a consistent amount of controversial political topics. Well, and if you're not they sure kind of, it's constitutional, or not, yeah, it
1: has to go through the judicial branch. Yeah. And so, so
0: we have a, a lot of that these days. Yeah. Um but see I don't know man The real world implications of defining sex scientifically I mean I'm not going to argue against that no but I no, will and I would not yeah. either and you know especially when you look at the actual scientific data that yes. is, okay yeah there is obviously a thing there but that if you add that third column and then make people justify it the number of people that meet the scientific data to support that that third column, that nine bi- non-binary status. Yeah. It's going to be greatly less than the people that want to do it because, like you said, there's a lot of people that transition that are not in that actual middle ground. And but, that is a societal level
1: but the thing of, that we should just accept. But the amount of people that are identifying – as something other than just male or female is growing rapidly. So whether the, or not it is legitimate yeah. or whatever, that population is growing, the people that do not identify as, oh, yeah. as one of those two binary categories. Huge.
0: So and and again, this is a of course it's not reflective, I'm I'm sure, of that genetic makeup, but just to close this out. Really, where I land on this is I support the idea of a middle column, like a non binary <laughs> yes. check mark. Absolutely. Strictly for statistical to reasons. All the you shouldn't the have to, yeah. You shouldn't have to justify what gender you are, whatever. You know, as long as nobody, period, is being discriminated against yes. for what they are or who they are. Unless of course you're a criminal, then you know you have certain, you. you have certain you know, discriminatory things, but a little bit of guidelines. You know, I mean, when you're talking about actual, you know, hard mm-hmm. discrimination. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, like Stop. not getting hired for a job or something like that. Yeah, you know, but again, that should be that should be the responsibility of the citizenry to just accept people for who they are. Who gives a shit what they call themselves? Are they going to work for you and make you money? Hire them. Uh, who who cares, cares if they man. have purple hair and you know? Don't be an talk asshole. like a voice like yeah. this. But they call themselves Jan. Just who
1: cares, care. man? As Long as it doesn't interfere with what you got going on. Yeah, I don't think because, like I said, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a proponent either. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of the made up shit and people impressing things on me that I don't agree with. I mm-hmm. don't like that idea. You know. But also, as long as you're not a dick about it, it's none of my fucking business. You yeah. Know? The same, I don't know. It's the same argument, man. It's yeah. none of my fucking business. Like, and it, it doesn't long, matter to me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, if real world implications, you know,
0: yeah, I think you should probably have that third category. You know, it sounds kind of, you know, I don't necessarily know. A yeah, population. as long as you're not trying to prove scientifically that you are that, I don't care if it's you're just a, if you're a transgender identity, individual. You know? I don't care. Just to respect people, I think. Yeah. Why? Why you know nobody, regardless of what sex or gender or whatever, they should not be. I'm good. I got I got a thing now. After I gotta I gotta maintain. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, I don't think anybody should be discriminated against for who they are on the outside. No. Who gives a shit? Or the inside. You know. And I think honestly, respect yourself. You know, I am not what I would call a progressive person. No, um, but, I would not describe you. As but that, I so. don't. I don't fight against change, because change is constant and inevitable. It happens all the time. It's and so a good thing. You can't sit there and fight back against the inevitable. Yeah, and to try to do that, I think is disgusting. Because for one, we're not the same people that we were back when the people that are, are in power and they're all you know ancient. We're not the same society that they were when they were our age. Yeah. Not even close. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Completely unrecognizable. And so to try to assume, like, they would know best and to try to define all these things politically and it's, you know, just say that you can't discriminate against people, period. I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry when you read the 14th Amendment. You know, when it comes to yes. citizenship, I mean, why shouldn't that same logic apply over here? Doesn't seem like a lot of question you know? to be
1: left there. No.
0: But, you know, I don't know how much discrimination there, there was before the the new, you know, Title IX, what, Title Nine was expanded. But you certainly saw... <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, and I, I'm not sure because I, I wasn't paying attention back then. So I can't really talk about it. But... You know how much actual discrimination was there going on? Yeah, any is too much. But you know, and the other thing <laughs> that uh, Title IX only applies if you're an institution that receives federal funding. Yes, get off the tit of the government. And you could do whatever you want. <laughs> it <laughs> drives me insane. Get off the tit of the government. <laughs> yes, you don't. If that. you don't, you know what. <laughs> You shouldn't Pretty have much. a business model based off of funding from the government. Yeah. You should look at that. <laughs> Any, you know, the department, you know, education department is one thing. <laughs> He's like, at least the, the non university level, you know, because once you get to the university level and you have tuition and all these other charges, I mean, they should be run like, you know, well, I don't, I don't care. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know how to run the universities. Come on. Um, but I mean, it, If you don't want to prescribe to these things, then put yourself in a position to get off of that government funding, you know, umbilical cord. If you don't need it, step away. And that was actually one of – you remember Larry Sharp, that crazy dude that just went off on Joe Rogan and tanked his entire political career? I was not a fan. Man, it's It's because of stuff like that where if you didn't put yourself in a position to – rely on funding from the federal government you could still get it from the state government there's nothing i mean you can have state laws that offer the same protections that you could be looking for that you don't have to rely on the federal funding for yeah you know and that could come from a local electorate that can decide that it's important enough to do that (laughs) i love that tweet oh Get off the tit of the government and you wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> I like that. I want that on my tombstone now. <laughs> libertarian through and through, baby. Fucking hilarious. You know, I may come off. I know if, like, my brother was listening, which I know he doesn't listen, probably because it would infuriate him. the fuck,
1: Chad? What the fuck, <laughs> what
0: the fuck Look. dude? I have a very deep-rooted kind of libertarian...
1: You know, mind. We're not to fucking P.F. Chang's together and you're not even going to listen to the podcast? What the <laughs> fuck, dude? He's a
0: busy man, man. He's got watch a lot you, of
1: Crowder to listen to. Watch you drink all your scotch and shit and you're not even going to fucking listen? What the fuck, man? Don't, don't
0: say scotch. You know what's funny? I don't even... He might listen and I, he might call me out on my bullshit. You fucking better, <laughs> Chad.
1: Support the fam, bro. Yeah. If, Chad, if you're listening to this, acknowledge it in some type of way. Tell your brother or fucking retweet it or something because what the fuck? If you don't, sincerely hate, 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 hate. Yeah,
0: hey, you know, people are different, bro. Some people, some people don't want their views challenged. Whatever, you know what I mean. Don't be a little bitch, Chad. Don't call that on the podcast. Don't be a little pussy, Chad. He has asked to come on before.
1: Really? Yeah. I met a girl at the weed store today. That just about pooped her pants when i told her that we did this podcast and was like more than interested in coming in to like watch us do the podcast who is this person uh i just she's like works at the weed store <laughs> did you give her a card yeah that's, no, i went to leave and i was like hey can i give you one of these business cards it's like it's like i do a podcast and you know it's blah blah, blah and all the building bridges and all the shit that i yeah. say and she was like that's fucking so rad like i would We're love build bridges out here yeah she was like i would love to just like come and sit in if i can like that would be awesome i'm like yeah i don't care like i don't i That'd don't like, be, give a shit yeah. like she's like, where do you do that and I'm like my homeboy's house in kingston like, it's like <laughs> he lives in like you know just like, we yeah. just have an area that we fucking like do it at she's like yeah no that would be awesome and, like wrote her phone number down like on my receipt and shit and just like, she's like, yeah. like i'm gonna follow you and just hit me up like if i can come on like, yeah, sure like it's, a, it's really not a big deal like it's yeah. it's a right now you know that's a thing that we do in someone's house like so yeah it's just a it's just a thing but it was funny i like that shit but Zeke is going to be on when he comes in December. I'm really, yeah. really excited about that. Um, I've been talking to the upper left boys, seeing about that. Okay. I've got some
0: interesting interview type situations that people are interested in doing. Yeah. So hopefully we can roll that in somehow. Your
1: fucking dog is so cute. It's just Isn't much, she? It's too much. I'm distracted. She's so cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that's pretty much all I have as far as it goes to the yeah. gender thing. I don't know if you have really anything else there.
0: No, man. I just want to tie that up. It's a difficult one because, for one, I don't necessarily know if I totally disagree with it because it's based off of science. I'm but like I see and on the it, social you know. side, there's it's problems. And, that's and so I've the real-life implications, I'd almost have to kind of wait and see how it plays out. Is there going to be a rise of discrimination? Because I don't feel like there would be. Yeah. Uh, especially with the social climate. You know, people are still going to continue to get you know called out for not baking gay cakes, and you know all that. The social justice world baking is still going to be just as strong. Yeah, and public pressure is very strong, especially in a business way, in a business sense. So as long as there ain't no discrimination going on on the federal level, let's just, you know we'll figure it out as a society. We're we're grown ups. We'll find the path, man. Yeah. There's enough like-minded people that aren't, you know, some people are going to be like, we'll kill the trannies. And we're going to be like, well, no, 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 no. Don't, don't go away. Let's have, let's talk about this. Let's see. <laughs> I want some concerns. What are you worried about? What, can we make this right? Yeah. What's up? But maybe I just have faith in humanity. <laughs> Finally. I've reached, I've reached the goal. I now have faith in America.
1: So do you want to go to the grab bag?
0: Let's do it, baby. Cool. So I
1: have Let's to go it. pee. So do you want to? Do you have something there that like doesn't require my input? That's just like an update thing, or <sighs> like about the bomber or the shooter, or Squirrel Hill. I want to talk. Like yeah,
0: we can talk about my blog post for a minute. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna go pee, and you talk about that. we I'll be back, and
1: we can. We can, yeah, because
0: I do kind of want a little bit of your input towards the end.
1: Yes. So. I'll be quick.
0: All right. So last. Yeah, last Thursday, I went ahead and put out a blog post. It was my week. Um, Don and I, if you haven't noticed, have been taking uh, turns. We, we each do a blog post once a week, um, or we take turns doing a blog post every other week. There you go. Boom. And uh, I remember last episode, we had discussed the Squirrel Hill shooting. We didn't really discuss it, but it had happened the morning of the cast. So it was last Saturday, the uh, 27th of October. And we didn't feel comfortable kind of reporting any numbers. They were still kind of all over the place and we didn't really want to do anything because it had just happened. Um, and so I wrote through the blog this week. My first, The first half of the blog is kind of a small article about what actually happened. Um, and so just to kind of sum it up. I don't want to give it all away because I want to encourage people to go to com, click the little media tab, and there's our blog. And that's where also you find anything that we do there. We, you know, the post to, the links for the uh, podcast are there, the YouTube video, all that stuff. And so anyways, I break it down. It turns out at the end of it, uh, 11 people were killed. And I want to say six others were injured, including a uh, few police officers there was a uh, a forty six year old uh, the forty six year old male suspect who was a uh, long haul trucker um, came into the synagogue early morning of Saturday a Jewish synagogue in a place called Scroll Hill right outside Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and he began shooting and we had a you know an active shooter situation he later actually uh, surrendered to the authorities and then kind of immediately how it works with those. They go, they get jailed. They go through a very quick um, kind of arraignment and sentencing and all that good stuff. And so he's in jail and he's actually the possibility of facing the death penalty, Um, particularly because this, it, it became very apparent very quickly that this was indeed a hate crime, an anti-Semitic hate crime. And, Um, finding out now that it's one of the, if not the worst, anti-Semitic hate crime committed in the history of the United States. Um, But then, you know, so I kind of sum it up, and you'll note there that I didn't, I wrote a factual article. Mind you, there was, you know, it was kind of lacking in emotion and narrative, and I just wanted to be able to get the facts out there, sum it up real quick, and I did it without releasing the suspect's name, Or posting a picture of his face. Yeah. And so then the second half of the blog, I decided to attack the media in general (laughs) for continuing once again to show the names and faces of these people and give them that kind of coveted spot in the infamy realm. You know, it makes them, you know, famous is the opposite of infamous famous is you know you're you're recognized mm-hmm. at a very popular level for doing something good right. perceived to be good and then infamy is the opposite but uh you know i still don't understand and we talked about it last week actually when ben shapiro came out you know i think it was i don't remember which shooting it was i want to say maybe it was the the it was a florida one. florida high school yeah where he finally took the stance to not release yeah. the names and, but and faces like D was that. on it way before that. Yeah. Way before that. But we've seen more and more people in the so-called alternative media jumping on that bandwagon more yeah. and more, you know, people agree with that. They, we, we feel like it's the moral thing to do. And to this day, we still have, you know, what I dub the quote unquote real media outlets, you know, the way that they perceive themselves And they don't seem to have any problems doing this. And I think there's something fundamentally screwed up about that.
1: Well, so I think And
0: and I I understand that there's a million reasons why they do that. But it is not necessary. And I feel like we should have the moral high ground and not give these people what they what they want. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely off base, but it seems, you know, we need to remember. And I wrote it in there. We need to remember the people whose lives were stolen away. We need to remember the impact that it had on the community, when, where, what the effect was, why it happened, all this stuff. But we don't need to know the pieces of shit name that did this. We should forget them forever because that's such a heinous act in our society. You should be banished from all existence for committing that.
1: And I think... I think that that's the only thing that I would push back on, Ryan. Please do. Is that I still remember Ted Bundy's name. And I still remember the Zodiac Killer and Gary Ridgway and BTK and all these people. Serial killers. Yeah. Versus. And I I would argue, I mean, you could make the same argument for a serial killer that you could for somebody who commits a school shooting or a mass shooting, you know, that it's. It's the same amount of mental sickness that does well. I mean, if if not worse for someone who's a serial killer who goes a length of time murdering people in, you know, merciless ways as opposed to walking in somewhere and just shooting a bunch of people, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, who's cutting people up and eating them, you know. Sh- should we not forget that guy's name if we're going to forget somebody's name? And that's, that's the only time I think that I would push back is that it – and probably that's just because my own personal interest, you yeah. know, because my own personal interest in whatever weird shit that I'm like, and I feel that, because I, I agree that I, I also don't spread these people's names with you, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't know that they like, should be forgotten in history forever, you mm. know. That's true. I think that's you, the you, only you do thing that's going valid be. do bring a, a valid point. That's the only thing,
0: though. Yeah. And so, essentially, then, I'll go ahead and shift and say, like, during the... You know, a journalist. Like the mourning
1: process. Yes.
0: You know. you know, the journalist that's, you know, breaking the story. Yeah. You know, all this stuff. You know, after all the investigations have done, you know, maybe. You know, but I don't know. Just don't. Just
1: say that they have been turn identified. it into propaganda. you know, we know you who know. it is.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, and then, you know, I'm not opposed to documentaries and, you know, but.
1: Well, and if there's some relevant details like like this, you know, the guy's a, if he's a fucking white supremacist or some shit, you know, you don't need to put his name out. Be like, he has been identified. He is a known white supremacist. Yeah, like makes sense. You know, yeah. killed thirty black people. Like now we understand why uh-huh. that might have happened instead of just why would this person kill thirty people? Like, yeah, you know. Well, that's why I,
0: I too I talk about understanding the reason why. Right. But, yeah, maybe that is a step too far about loss to history and all but that. I th-
1: but that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that, like I said, I, that I disagree with because I read it. I read it the other day. Yeah, So it's almost I like I just it.
0: don't want them to be turned into, you know, I don't want them to be propagandized. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I think
1: that's more probably the core of my position. think. I think... And I that's, I think I think that's more like you said, dealing with a time period type of deal that when it first happens, we don't need to be talking Mm -hmm. about who they are because who they are doesn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. You know? Who that person is doesn't fucking matter because they just took a bunch of people's lives and that's who matters, you know. Is the people whose lives were taken from them and from the people around them. You know. But after that, you can't forget about those people because those people and their history and the way that they were raised and their experiences are important because they can help you identify other people in the future and help you understand other people in the future. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, it's like that's the only area. I say the back. right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And exactly. it's just being done the completely wrong way. Yes. You know, I, I did talk about in the blog post how there is a period. There's a week long period after um, a death or a tragedy um, that takes place in the Jewish community called um, sitting Shiva. And it's a whole week long, you know, period of mourning where you just you remember all these things, and it's it's kind of a, a hauntingly beautiful thing. It's very traditional. You see it a lot in I think Spanish cultures too. Yeah. Very similar things, and uh, you know it's been interesting to watch. Um, one of the questions it was kind of linked to the grab bag portion of this was, you know, I, I talked about it, I think before we did the show, but like I, I haven't seen much in the way of the kind of standard post mass shooting. Gun debate, yeah, and it it's very interesting to me.
1: Um, I think this one was more focused on the rhetoric, like you said earlier, yeah. that surrounded it, because that was kind of the bigger deal. Um, mm-hmm. Is not that, and I don't think that the type of guns that he used has been talked about that much. Like no. I heard something on one of the BBC podcasts that one of the survivors, who also was a Holocaust survivor, um, had served in. Like the Israeli military or something. He was an Israeli pillar trooper. That's what the fuck Mm. he was. And um, he said that it sounded like automatic weapon fire to him. But that's like the only thing that I've heard about the type of weapons that were used really during that. And I I admittedly haven't done that much research into it. But I haven't. I just haven't really heard shit about it. You know, It's not like the
0: headline article. Right. Which is very different. It's the first time that I haven't seen that in a long time. And I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that it's a it's a hate crime. I mean, this is an anti Semitic yeah. hate crime. That's
1: a bigger it's deal pretty than blatant. Thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's almost like that took precedent. And then I talked to you about that story that I saw in the New York Times about how, you know, the New York Times was addressing how it's dangerous to live as a Jewish person in New York City. Yeah. Because hate crimes are up want to say it was 20 percent the amount of hate crimes anti-semitic hate crimes that have been committed against jewish people in new york city is 20 times more that, than those committed against the trans community multiple times more than those committed against the black weird. community that i mean so it weird. is it is the highest it's ever been
1: that's so weird.
0: I, I mean, at least in the last, you know, decade, few Based decades. Based on a report I mean, by New York Times? Yeah. It's an article. I'll list it in the... I'll send you the link so we can show it in the show notes.
1: That's so it's weird. It's a really
0: interesting article. And, you know... And actually, you know, I will I will give it to, to Ben Shapiro about this one. Because he brought the article up on one of his shows this week. Which made... It prompted me to look it up and read it. And it... It's very interesting to see that the article addresses the fact that why, you know, they're asking why it's so difficult to report on, why people don't report on it very often. Why isn't this the, the headline of every newspaper in New York? Yeah. And they say in the article because they said it's hard to make it fit a narrative. And I thought that was incredibly interesting when you read it because, I mean, it's a pretty easy article to read and it's not even very long. And they have, I mean, they talk about the statistics that I was just talking about. They were talking with the, I think it was the head of the hate crimes division of the NYPD. And, you know, just, and it runs very against the grain when it comes to, like I told you earlier, it's it's problematic for kind of the intersectional folks, the intersectional far left people. Because now it's almost like, okay, well, in a big city in one of the most left you know cities in america there's a huge you know discrimination problem obviously there's a huge hate crime problem right you know but they're not in the they're you know they're not high ranking in the uh, oppression olympics <laughs> i think who was it that uh, dubbed it oppression olympics was it gad sad i don't know something like that i don't know but um but yeah it was just a very interesting article it brought something to my attention that I didn't really even know about, mm-hmm. you know. And my in-laws live in a very predominantly Jewish neighborhood, and I've always thought it was one of the safest neighborhoods around. Like I've never felt unsafe in that neighborhood, which yeah. is crazy to think about. And you know, it was it was a very interesting read and it kind of makes you go, why is there what's the problem here? Why do people hate the Jews so much? <laughs> I've never understood that, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, you hear that joked around a lot, um, you know, as a kid and all that. And I just, these days, I feel like, especially in the conspiracy crowd, in the hardcore conspiracy crowd, there's a yeah. lot of like hardcore anti-Semites yeah. running through there. Like, I know some. And I just go, why? I don't get it, man. Like, what's the deal here? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. But then again, that applies to <laughs> anybody that judges somebody on, you know, a immutable characteristic. Who gives a shit? Right. I don't understand it. So it'll be something interesting to watch to see what you know what happens in New York if something comes up to address this or or what. But uh, what
1: else? What do you got in the grab back there? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have a couple of quick little things. Uh, Doctor Plum told me earlier this week that because fucking Dave Z told me that, and so Dave Z is slotted for. Not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday after that. Okay. Okay. Dave Z's slot. I'm pretty sure we're going to go to his house. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's all right with you. Oh, just yeah, to totally. Just, you know, make it easier. That sounds fun. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: but Z <clears throat> gets all the hookups.
1: Yeah, Dave Z's hella cool. I'm super excited for that episode. He told me that he did a fucking. He took an electricity class when he was in <laughs> high school. And I was like, Dave, what the fuck are you talking about? So we talked about that. And when Dr. Electricity Plum, class. when Dr. Plum walked by, he's handing out the charts and shit. And I said, Dr. Plum, did you take electricity class when you were in high school? <laughs> and he said, he said, no, but. And I said, oh my God, oh. because Dr. Plum is so weird, you know? He said, no, but uh ck didn't used to have martin luther king day and we had two different like holidays for president's day but bremerton district had martin luther king day and so they had like an extra day off during the year and i said what (laughs) Drop mike on stage i'm out he said he said yeah no not until like the mid 80s they didn't have martin luther king day and i said what the fuck are you talking about and he was (laughs) like he's like like, it's like yeah no we just didn't have that and i was like that seems really fucked up. Like, that seems really strange. <laughs> like, the, you guys just didn't recognize uh. Martin Luther King Day. And he's like, yeah. And then in the same year, they combined, like, Washington and Lincoln's birthday, and they made it President's Day, and we got Martin Luther King Day. It's, like, all in the same year. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that is – that's fucked up. Like, that does not uh. seem correct
0: yeah, so Yo, the way the government does federal holidays is really
1: weird. Well, and the weird thing is that it wasn't ju- it wasn't just like it was the CK district but not the Bremerton district. Like yeah. Bremerton had Martin Luther King Day but CK didn't. That's fucking weird. And just for people who if anybody who doesn't live here, right? The Bremerton district that's like it's right here. And the central Kistab district, they butt right up against each other. So it's weird because they overlap. Like Bremerton and Silverdale are two different little towns that are they're just right next to each other. It's I mean, you can, you know. There are there are parts where you live somewhere and you're like, Do you live in Silverdale or Bremerton? Like who fucking knows? You know, like that's that's This is how, true. Like when overlap. I lived there, I lived in Bremerton. But I was I was in
0: Silverdale. Yeah. But it was I was on the wrong side of the street. Right. To be in Silverdale. Right. I was in Burton.
1: So, so it, it's weird shit like that. And so that's <laughs> so why I'm weird. like, what do you mean? That and even like the high school that I went to is in Bremerton, like the town of Bremerton, but it's not in the Bremerton school district; it's in the CK school district. You know, so like that's how close they are. So it's weird. It's like it's educational gerrymandering. Really yeah, super strange that oh. that's how it was. But I thought that was really interesting. That, that is um, so weird. And then I told you this story a long time ago that I reheard and now have the correct version of, <laughs> um, and so. It was a story that I heard on Meat Eater when he was talking about, I I had told you someone had hunted, like, the biggest fucking elk or, like, cougar or something like that in this area, right? Okay. But the real story is that it was the biggest mule deer buck to come out of Idaho, right? And so this person accidentally, accidentally killed the biggest mule deer buck to come out of Idaho for, like, 30 years. Accidentally. He was just riding his horse and like came up on it and shot it because it was in his way and it ended up being Accidentally. Yeah, and like you know, like in an He up didn't accidentally kill it, time. he accidentally killed the biggest exactly, one. <laughs> exactly and his name and his name was Grover, correct? Right? Oh. And so Stephen Rennell, as he's telling the story, he's like he's like, I just feel like it's really important that if you're gonna accidentally kill the biggest buck to come out of Idaho you do it with the name Grover, you know? (laughs) And then I was listening to his podcast a couple weeks ago, and he was talking to a guy, I think his name was like Kevin maybe, who was a squirrel man. He had squirrel dogs and hunted squirrels and all this stuff, and they were talking about a guy that he used to hunt raccoons with. And he said, and he was a real coon man. he said, you know he was a coon man? His name was Festus. (laughs) And I'm just like, That's beautiful. Like, that's a beautiful thing. And like, that's, that's how you, that's that's the true sign of a coon man is his name is Festus. That objectively makes
0: sense on a million levels. Yeah. I Um, don't know
1: why. And then, have you seen the movie (laughs) Tropic Thunder? Of course. Okay. So, have you heard about Sean White? Yes. So, so Sean White, um, Have you heard about Sean White recently? I I, I heard there was a controversy around Sean White. So Sean White dressed as Simple Jack for Halloween. That's what it was. And people flipped shit. Yeah. And have you seen like the costume? No. You should look it up. You should Google Sean White White, Simple Simple Jack Jack. because it's... And I'm not even going to like... I'll take whatever heat anybody wants to give to me. This costume is fucking gold. It is spot on. Like I don't even care. It's absolutely gold. So I'm not even gonna defend it. It's awesome. It's just. Pure it's unfortunate gold. that he apologized. I understand. Oh, like, isn't my God. that fucking gold? Wow, that is a very accurate costume. Okay. Look at so the there. thing. Look at that- there. <laughs> yes, the side by side. So the thing that irritated me about this, right? is people are getting upset about him dressing as a character in a movie in a movie, right? Because yeah. <laughs> Simple Jack is not even a real fucking movie. Like, it's a character that Ben Stiller plays when he's playing somebody else in a movie. Exactly. What the fuck,
2: dude?
1: <laughs> We're at a point where you can't even be somebody who's double pretend. Not in like, Halloween. Are you,
0: you fucking serious? You can't do that That is crazy. Halloween basically just doesn't exist anymore. It's not allowed. You know who, uh, I think the very, very last human being on the face of the planet to ever dra- dress in, in blackface is Robert Downey Jr. Yes. In that same movie. And, it,
1: and people shooting on him at the time, but like not that much. Like it, it yeah. eventually washed away, you know? And I just, that's crazy. It because is. Because if you put that movie out now, do you think that people wouldn't fucking shoot him when he was out in the public somewhere? For being in blackface, like I don't know, he would be assassinated, just like Sean White's probably about to be. You know what I'm saying? No. Like this is crazy. No, I can't. and that's a, that's fucking gold. If you've <laughs> seen fucking Tropic Thunder before, you look up this costume and you tell me that isn't spot goddamn on. It because is because that's hilarious. It is a percent My mom worked with adults with disabilities for almost twenty fucking years. If you don't, if you're going to tell me I don't have respect, then you're a stupid piece of shit, and that is gold. That's fucking funny. It's objectively, you know, comedically, that's funny. I think
0: when it comes to Halloween, you have to take the cultural offensiveness goggles off. Because yes. people are dressing as characters, man. And I, and I what saw it this. Is.
1: I saw this. Megan Kelly's getting fired over it. I saw their support. Did you see that? No. Oh,
0: okay. We'll get to
1: that. I saw their support when I came home on Wednesday that was on um, King Five's like afternoon talk show that's called Take 5. And it's all these people who are really trendy and sit around a coffee table and like talk and (laughs) super trendy. And they're like, you know, just when it comes to Halloween, just be sensitive. Just just think about other people. And be considerate of people's feelings and don't dress as anything that's like insensitive or inflammatory. You know, just be really careful about what you're doing. You know, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. This is America. That's not how uh. this works. I
0: Yeah. No. So let me ask you this. Was Did, not a fan. I mean, can somebody dress up in blackface on
1: Halloween? Ooh, that's See, a bad that's, idea. That carries a heavier connotation. You it know? does, and that's why I feel like.
0: But I mean, this is a this is a contemporary, modern character from a hit film. It, it makes okay. sense. Okay,
1: so if you're not going
0: to go out there
1: and try to mock these people actively, let me put this to you. Let me put this to you. Right when I was in fifth grade, okay. <laughs> Um, you thought about that really hard. I want to make sure that I am as specific as possible. I was in... Oh, it couldn't have been fifth grade. It had to be sixth grade. Right? I am like dying um, with anticipation. Uh, I, uh, okay. So it was either fifth or sixth grade because I really want to... Um, and I I went to daycare at these people's house called the Joneses. And we can totally leave that in. It's not a problem. I don't, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Um, and... There was a kid that was in my same grade whose name was Tyler Jones, who I actually worked with at the call center too, which was really weird. But he was in not my same class, but like the same grade as me in a different person's class. And they did this project where they had to dress up as an important person, an important figure in history, right? Okay. So Tyler Jones was Ober Winfrey okay tyler jones came to school in not just black face right but like black like like bringing like his whole neck brown and like his arms and shit and so i don't know if that's like counts as blackface like i would say that it does because they said today's that connotation didn't. it was so yeah. so what about that right because at that time and because I was either in the fifth or sixth grade, I did not even consider like, well, maybe that's racist, and I don't think anybody else did either. Maybe the teachers, but none of us kids, you know, we didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. But like what You know that Megan Kelly's getting fired for saying
0: exactly what you just said, basically. Really? Yeah. What did she say? Uh she uh, asked if somebody would want to dress up as Diana Ross and, you know, wore blackface then. You know, would that be wrong? And she said, "I mean, if you're trying to honor somebody in history, and she got raked over the coals, really, and yeah. that's why I'm like, and I don't know, then, man. I, mean, I don't. She did put, I mean, which I'm saying, you may totally not. I mean, you might have some, you might have a conversation there, right? But you are Megyn Kelly, and you're on NBC, whatever network she's on now. Yeah, and you're stupid enough to say that." I'm sorry, man, but I'm you deserve to get News. fired. Yeah. And then she put out this half-assed, like, it looked like, I love the uh, the memes that have come out, and, you know, it looks like she's, a, like, in a hostage video. Yeah. You know, somebody had put out there that, uh, you know, the only thing missing between that video and a hostage video is video her holding up a, a newspaper with Today's Date on it. <laughs> I mean, it, was pretty, it was pretty half-assed, but I think she knew she was already getting fired, so she didn't give a shit and uh but yeah it was uh, it was interesting because
1: it was, i mean it's very similar situation you know and that's why I'm, like i said at the time you know it wasn't a problem but if if yeah. someone were to do that same thing now like in in if if my kid came home and they were like you know someone did this project and they were open Winfrey free and they were like painted brown i would be like that's kind of funny yeah. you know but also if somebody else's parent got told that and they're fucking up in arms, you know, what's gonna happen to that kid? Like what's oh, yeah. what's the story in that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because he's not trying to be racist, he's fucking being open Winfrey because yeah. he's like, She's the fucking richest woman on the planet. Like she's owning shit. She's got a TV channel, she's got the show, she's got all this stuff, a book club and all the money and mm-hmm. fucking Stedman and all the shit. Like she's got she owns all this stuff. Yeah, and, and
0: why would we assume that the kid has ill intent? You know Why what i Why can't saying? we assume that the kid is trying to dress up as somebody that he admires? And, you know, he doesn't, you know, I, I would highly doubt he has the slightest concept of racism. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And I mean, it's kids, man. The only people who get worked up about Halloween costumes is us, you know, grownups. Yeah. Who, you know, I mean, man, I don't know. I, I got... <sighs> I got issues with a lot of the... Especially on Halloween, man. Where it's just... That's the whole point. You dress up as as characters and things and stuff. You know, it's Halloween for God's sakes. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know, go out and have fun with it. If you're out there, you know, acting like a racist asshole, that's a totally different situation. Right. But I mean, just because you dress up as somebody, what if you admire him? We're going to just assume the worst. Like, we're going to, uh, again... Just like so many different hot button issues, we're assuming malice when ignorance or, you know, other should probably be the f- the first response we have. You know, why do we assume that because Sean White dressed up as Simple Jack, he's just not trying to portray a character in a movie. Right. Why is he all of a sudden making fun and mocking people with mental disabilities? Why? It's racist as fuck. Yeah. Why? I don't get it. You know, I can get the... Adult blackface situation. I can definitely understand that one. You know, it's like if you, if somebody dressed up as like a, you know, a, you know, a Jewish person in a concentration camp, you know, or something like that, some kind of horrible human tragedy that's very recent, you know, that is still very, you know, emotional. People still have feelings to it. I mean... Think that's too much? Yeah, I think that would be... I mean, I'm not... Personally, I don't care unless, again, you're (laughs) out there doing something terrible. But, I mean, if you're just trying to do something you have a good reason to do it, whatever, dude. I don't care. You ain't hurting anybody. I don't care, you know? And so, you know, if somebody was offended enough to go up to somebody and be like, Hey, you know, I just wanted to know, like, you know... I'm seeing you dressed up like this and I feel like you're kind of being an asshole or making fun of something that was, you know, very hard thing for whatever, yeah. you know, you should be able to be like, well, the guy would be like, Hey you know, I didn't mean any, anything by it. I, you know, maybe they did. I don't know. But if they can explain a, a rational reason for doing it, because there's a million rational reasons why you would want to dress up like somebody like Obama, because a lot of people find him, completely and utterly you know fascinating interesting you know wonderful they think he was you know the greatest thing since sliced bread right i mean would you hate on somebody for trying to do that i don't think i would trying to show <laughs> trying to dress as a dress up as somebody you admire but That's you fair. know like again it's 2018 there's rules and for whatever reason they're there in the society and we can't do stuff like that but Sean White's costume is spot on and
1: absolutely hilarious. Um, there's one other thing that I want to talk about, and then I'm ready to move on to sports. <laughs> yeah, man. you have anything else. Um, Adam Sandler. Right. So, Adam Sandler put out a new comedy special on Netflix. Did he? Yes. I missed it. Okay. And I'll tell you now, as an absolutely enormous Adam Sandler fan, mm-hmm. it is... Quite possibly the greatest thing he's ever done. Okay. So it's like an hour and a half long. And the first hour and like 10 minutes is comedy and like songs that he's done, like classic type of Adam Sandler shit, you know? The old school and, Adam and Sandler. The last two things. The he Hanukkah does, song type stuff. Last two things he does had me crying like a little bitch. Right. <laughs> because, because he does a tribute song to Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. right that's just it's called like my friend chris farley you know that's just about like his life and all the stuff and you know at one point he talks about how like really really personal shit um and at one point they talked about how they were like warning him about like his drug abuse and stuff and they're like you know if you don't watch out like you're gonna end up like john belushi and all the stuff and he said, those guys are my idols that's that's just fine you know that's what he said to them and so that's like part of the song shit like that and then he has another song that he does after that that is a song that he sings to his wife and then he goes into a song that's just about like thanking people for growing old with him through like this whole time i'm telling you like just fucking wow just streaming tears
0: and that's a weird way to like go out on a comedy special you know yes that's strange but he, that's what
1: I'm telling Speaks you volumes quite though. He was possibly the yeah. greatest thing he's ever done.
0: It, you know, obviously he has something that he wants to say. Yeah, and I guess that's the only way to do it. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, I'm so gonna to check it out. I, I can't recommend that highly enough. Mm. Joey Diaz is his Netflix specials out too. I got to watch that. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. I think Joe Rogan basically. Ran the whole thing and helped him produce it. I'm pretty sure. I remember, they talked about it for a while. Yeah, I'm curious. Joey Joey Coco Diaz is hilarious. Yeah. So, are you ready
1: for sports? Sports. Sports. Okay. So sports ball. The trade deadline was on Tuesday for football, so it was a fucking big week, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> the Browns, right? They had like two wins, it's like my three team. losses, and a tie, right? I'm all the, about the Browns right now. The Browns fired their head coach, yeah, and then they fired their offensive coordinator, <laughs> cleaning the, the same day. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Before we get into some real heavy trade shit, right? Deshaun Jackson has 24 touchdowns of over 60 yards, which is the most in NFL history because he's a baller, <laughs> um, right? So after that. Ryan Fitz he got named the starter for Week Nine for the Bucks because Jameis Winston threw four picks last week.
0: I thought I told you I don't want to talk about this. I got hurt feelings about. I picked this. up Ryan
1: Fitz this week. I'm fucking jazzed. He's don't think go I off. didn't notice. It's gonna be crazy. Um, that is pretty cool though. He's getting another shot. Yes. Hopefully he does okay. Hopefully. Um, I got to play Chad this week and I need this motherfucking win. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I'm not projected to be in the playoffs right now and I need these motherfucking dollars. Well, if you're not. I know I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I need these dollars. Um, so the Broncos traded Demarius Thomas and a seventh round pick to the Texans for a fourth round pick and a seventh round pick. Hmm. So Demarius Thomas plays for the Texans now. First game against the Broncos. <laughs> so we've got to play the Broncos this upcoming week. Um the Lions traded Golden Tate to the Eagles. Oh. Yes. Oh. For like a fifth round pick or some such shit. Like really not that much. Like yeah, not that much at all. Interesting. Um, The Seahawks cut Brandon Marshall. The Giants rookie quarterback Kyle Lauletta. So they were talking about benching Eli Manning, right? Because he's such an old piece of shit and so terrible at football. (laughs) And so they were talking about Kyle Lauletta starting for him. And then like. Monday night, he got arrested for a traffic violation, and he was ignoring the cops and almost ran over a cop. Like tried to oh, run away from the cops and almost ran over a cop. So I don't, I don't even think that he plays for the Giants anymore. And he was Ooh. right about to get the start. Like got drafted last year, was right about to get the start, and fucked up. That's so a- the uh, the NFL deep state acting to protect the Manning legacy. <laughs> yeah. So is out. Oh, the Packers traded Ty Montgomery? Okay, so check this, right? Last week, the Packers are playing the Rams, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the Packers were down by like three. And they were about to get the ball with like just under two minutes left. And so they're going to receive it. And Ty Montgomery is going to receive the kick. And so their head coach is like, don't fucking return that ball. You take a knee in the end zone. You go to the, you take him to the 25 and you let Aaron Rodgers get on the field and do his fucking magic and win, and win the game and ruin the Rams winning streak. And we're all going to leave happy. So Ty Montgomery decides that he's going to take the ball out of the end zone, right? So he starts running out of the end zone, gets tackled, fumbles the fucking ball. The Rams get the ball. They kick, they kick a fucking field goal and they win the goddamn game. (laughs) So, so Ty Montgomery got traded to the Ravens like two days later. (laughs) And so, so that happened. Uh, the Packers also traded their safety ha-ha Clinton Dix to the Redskins for a 2019 fourth-round pick. The Jags traded Dante Fowler Jr. to the Rams for a 2019 third-round pick and a 2020 fifth-round pick, which is fucking stupid because the Rams' goddamn defense is so stacked already. This guy, he was a third overall pick, Dante Fowler. Just trade him to the goddamn Rams. Fuck the Rams, dude. But check this. Sunday Night Football this week is fucking Pat's Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's going to be nasty. What game is that? Is it the, the Sunday night? Sunday night game. Yep. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Terrell Pryor, he's signing with the Bills. He signed with the Bills already. And then Dominique rodgers Cromarty, he announced his retirement. So he is not going to play anymore. And then last night, did you watch the game last night? I did not. Holy shit. Because... The 49ers and the Raiders played each other. The 49ers won fucking thirty nine or thirty-four to three. Thirty-four to goddamn three. Against I cannot the believe that. With their what? third string quarterback, Colin. Third string quarterback they came out, and he threw perfect for like two for like two series. Two touchdowns at the end. It was fucking insane. So that's one thing. But what does that say about the Raiders? The Raiders defense was hot trash. It was some of the worst I've ever seen. The first touchdown to Pierre Garçon, he kicks off this fucking bootleg round. He comes up out of the slot and just kicks off through the middle and catches it right here. Gone. Just a completely open, untouched, like no one's fucking near him. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. And it like that all game. There was the the running back Mabry. He had one cutback. He's going to the right. Everybody, everybody on, on the defense fucking bit on this play, and he just cuts back and goes back <laughs> and gets like 15 yards. Peace out. Like it was some of the worst shit I have ever seen from a goddamn NFL defense. Oh. Was what I saw from the Raiders last night. They're averaging they're averaging a lot of like 200 yards rushing per game. Absurd. Absolutely rushing. Absurd. Yep. Oh, that's, absolutely absurd. That's sad. That's really sad. So the Chiefs and the Browns play each other this week. And so that's Baker Mayfield, Patty Mahomes going to get each other. The last time they played each other was in college and there was like 1100 yards of offense in that game. And what colleges did they play for? Do you I remember? think that Mahomes played for Texas Tech and then Baker Mayfield played for Oklahoma. Okay. Um, at least when he graduated, he played for like three different colleges, but great. Both big football you know uh, colleges went up yeah through yeah like didn't start at a big school but went up to a bigger school um and so that's how they did that yeah last time and i think the score was like 66 to 54 or something like that so that game <laughs> should be absurd with as terrible I really hope. as Kansas City's defense is and as awesome as their offense is they should be able to take advantage of the Browns defense And Baker Mayfield should be able to take advantage of the Chiefs' defense. I
0: hope so So, because I'm going to play Mayfield this week. Yeah, so hopefully he'll get some uh, some yardage. The only injury I
1: have is Will Fuller. He tore his ACL, and so he's out for the rest of the year. Um, So I'm going to pull up my pickums real quick because usually I do them in between, but Mm -hmm. I only have the one injury. So, uh, but that's it. So I picked the Raiders last night, which was a terrible idea because they (laughs) lost 34 to (laughs) three. Who could have seen that coming? That's, That's what I'm saying. Um, but the next game after that is Falcons at the Redskins. Falcons twenty-six percent, Redskins seventy-four percent, and the Falcons are three and four, the Redskins are five and two, and I went with the Redskins because their defense is yeah. pretty good. They're doing pretty all right. Uh after that it is Chiefs, Browns. The Browns are two, five, and one, and the Chiefs are seven and one, and they're ninety seven percent. I went with the Chiefs on that one. Um Yeah and then after that we yeah, have i'm hoping
0: Mayfield will get me fantasy points I, but i don't I think, think they'll he'll win be, yeah i think yeah. he'll
1: be definitely fantasy relevant but yeah i don't think that they'll win the game yeah they don't uh-huh. necessarily correlate after that is fucking lions at vikings the lions are 3 and 4 and the vikings are 4 3 and 1 the Lions have five percent, Vikings ninety five percent, and I actually went with the Lions on this one. I got a weird thing about Matt Stafford. I he's he's good. You know Your what I'm thing saying for Matt Stafford. Yeah, and they just traded away Golden Tate. They got some other talent coming up. They're getting the running game going. I I think they got a good possibility of winning. You know what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins isn't worth eighty million dollars that he's getting paid. He's, nah. he's not worth it. so. I think it's possible. After that is Bears at Bills. Uh, the Bears ninety four percent, they're four and three, and the Bills six percent, and they're two and six. And I went with the Bears on that one because their offense is fucking hot flames right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after that is Steelers at Ravens. The Steelers are four two and one, and the Ravens are four and four. Steelers. I actually went with the Ravens on that okay. one. They're they're forty four. I think that's going to be a good game, though. I think it is too. Yeah, um, it usually is between those guys, the divisional rivals like that. Um, the Steelers five and fifty six percent. Ravens forty four percent. But I went with the Ravens on that one. Um, next one: Buccaneers, Panthers. Buccaneers three and four five percent, and the Panthers ninety five percent five and two. Yeah, um, just, and I, you can't discount Cam. I went with the I went with the Bucks on that one because mm-hmm. Ryan Fitz has come or. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. is coming out. I think if he can fucking if he, he can, can get, slang it like he was doing before, yeah. Because as possible. long
0: as the only thing you need to do to beat the Panthers is beat Cam Newton, exactly. As soon as you can turn it around on him, he starts to get all bitchy, and and then he just his game just plummets goes straight. As down. soon as he yeah. gets mad.
1: So if and they so, can get yeah. up quick enough, you know, yeah. and if they can do like the first game, he came out through the 75 yard fucking touchdown pass to Deshaun Jackson, first play of the game. So like if they do some shit like that, you know, if they can get up real quick, yeah. then I think that they stand a good chance. Um, but I, I might take a loss on that one, and that's fine. After that is Jets thirteen percent three and five, Dolphins eighty seven percent four and four. I don't know with Dolphins on that one. That's a game um, I don't want to watch. Yeah, no, I'm not excited. Jets, for Jets Dolphins. Um After that is Texans sixty nine percent five and three, and Broncos thirty one percent three and five. And I went with the Texans on that one because they also just got Demarius Thomas. So yeah. it's I think it's going to be a fucking great game. Is he kind of on the downward slope of his career? I think that the Broncos are just on a downward slope, and so they were trying to. He, I mean, he's not doing like he's definitely not at his peak. You know, yeah, because I mean, you
0: remember was that? But he's uh, not washed up. It was like the year before the year of the Super Bowl, I think, when uh, Broncos were just on fire.
1: Yeah, it was that Demarius Thomas was up, yeah, like he had like a bajillion yards. Yeah, 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 no, I don't think like he's not washed up. You know, like I said, he's not at his Mm -hmm. peak performance. Um and then after that is Chargers forty two percent five and two and Seahawks fifty-eight percent four and three. I think the Hawks can take this one. The Chargers are good. Phillip Rivers throws for a fuckload of yards, but I think that I think the Hawks got this one coming. And the Chargers defense is the Chargers defense isn't as strong as it was they thought it was gonna be when it started the year. Joey Bosa still isn't playing their other DN, so I think that the Hawks can do it. They've been looking really fucking good. They went to run the ball strong. Number yeah. one in rushing attempts, like Right now, I think maybe over the last six weeks, or maybe been on the season, last in passing attempts. Russell Wilson isn't running the ball. I mean, they're looking good. The Hawks are looking fucking great right now, so I think they can do it. Yeah, I'll give it to them. I got, I
0: got a hope for the boys, man.
1: You know. After that, we got the Rams, forty three percent, eight and zero. And the Saints, 57%, 6-1. I think the Saints can do it. I think the Saints can do it, and I want the Saints to do it. And I really want the Saints to do it. I, fuck the Rams. The Rams are I'm sick of this shit. Yeah.
0: They need to be put in their place. Sick of this
1: shit. Come on, people. Yeah. Shut them down. Make some bad trades. <laughs> <laughs> After that is Green Bay at the Patriots. Mm. Packers, 13, 13%, 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. Patriots, 87%, 6-2. I went with the Pats on that one. It's Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yeah. I hate him. It's going to be a yeah. great fucking game. Though yeah, Sunday I will. Night. Yeah. God, that's so going to be good. Sunday night at 520, it's going to be a fantastic fucking game. I'm reserving and, that time slot. And then the last one is Titans at Cowboys. Titans 10% 3 and 4, and Cowboys 90% 3 and 4. I went with the Cowboys. Cowboys. On Titans yeah. look like shit. mm mm-hmm. so. Cowboys aren't doing terrible. No. But...
0: Yeah, I've been, I haven't been able to watch as much football as I want to lately. I started it's out great. the season real strong, but I'm definitely watching that that Packers Pats game. Oh, it's gonna be a great! Oh, moment. I can't wait. Yeah,
1: no, I'm so excited. Ooh!
0: So that's a 5:30 game Sunday. Yes, where 5:20. You know what really sucked? I'll tell you this. I feel you've never had to deal with this living on the East Coast and trying to watch football is a struggle. Yeah. It's so difficult, man. Because that late night game, I mean, that is a long Sunday night, man. Yeah. It's a long Sunday night. And especially if you want to try to, you know, have some beers. I've thought about that a lot. Yeah, it was a... uh, Because I lived on the East Coast for, you know, a long time. Right. Had to deal with that for a long time. A lot of sleepless Sundays. But... So I'm so glad to be back on the, on the right coast,
1: which is the left coast. Yeah. So that's all I have for sports. I'm done. I'm out of here. Done. You ready to get out of here?
0: I am not a crook.
1: <clears throat> I don't know
0: why I just thought of Richard Nixon. Did you, I don't know too much about it, but I know Philip DeFranco covered it pretty well. This University of Maryland, um, head coach situation, uh, Got fired because one of the kids a while back died of heat stroke, complications from heat stroke. Uh, words. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff about I that. I've not read up on that. So I wanted can talk about Yeah, it was just, I want to talk about it sometime soon because yeah. it was, it just seems, and th- yeah, there's some cool stuff. We can going talk about on. that next week for sure. But yeah, that definitely happened. So if you're a college football fan, yeah, that's definitely some kind of big news because Maryland is a pretty big football state. Right? Yes. At least on the the university level. Yes. Yeah. That's probably why it was such big, big news to me. I'm pretty yeah. clueless about the the college level
1: football situation. College football's good.
0: You know. Fun but it's on watch. Saturday, bro. It's tough sometimes. Fun to watch. <laughs> get her done, homie.
1: Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. All right, man. Let me just tell ya that uh no one in the history of crack has ever woken up in the morning with more crack. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all gone when you wake up in the morning. I feel like that's a very
0: objective fact. fact.
1: God. <laughs> Just very honest.
0: Yeah, that's that's a true statement. <laughs>